Hey, everybody, before we get into this week's show, I just want to maybe remind people or actually let them know that we actually have some other podcasts. We don't just do the DC Comics podcast, but we also have Marvel podcasts and manga podcasts if you're interested in those. And all of those podcasts, there'll be links in the show notes of this show. But just to let everybody know, we have a Weird Science Marvel Comics feed where we have three shows each week. We have a regular Marvel Comics review show. We have an X-Men show done by badasses of the Get Fresh crew, Jason and Ruben. And we also have a Star Wars comics podcast that I do with my man, Dr. Matt. And on the manga side of things, we actually have eight manga podcasts. We have seven reading club podcasts, one for each day, stuff like Spy Family, My Hero Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer, Chainsaw Man, Death Note, Dragon Ball. All of those, but we also have a main Weird Science manga feed where we have our Manga Monday show and other things there as well. So I just wanted to pop in. If you are enjoying the DC Comics podcast, you might want to check out all of our other shows. Like I said, you can just look up Weird Science Comics, Weird Science Manga. You'll find all of these, but if you can't, you can always go to the show notes and there'll be clickable links there. So check all those out. That'd be awesome. But here we go. Off with this week's show. People of Earth, how are you? Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the man who's going to rebuild Red Tornado Lois Lane, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 479. Did you think my name was Lois Lane there? And you got no, confused? It, it got a little longer than usual. You usually have a cadence, I think, to it. It ended up going longer for me. Hey, everybody. You heard Lois Lane. That's a name. <laughs> I'm like, there he is, Lois. I don't know. Maybe Hi, everybody. A- Maybe you'll have another name later. I don't know. Are you the moon, moon, Eric? I don't know if you are, but hey, all you weirdos, welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. And yeah, we have a ton of books this next couple weeks. I mean, we have four books tonight, and then next week we barely have a book, it seems. It's books. I mean, it's the idea where DC had, at one point, a ton of books. I was actually talking to you at one point about the... When we had the 13-hour podcast, actually, somebody asked me about it today as well. And when I went back and looked at some of those, we had 17 books, one episode. Well, it's nonsense. But, yeah, there's not a lot of books, but I don't really recall that many books ending or whatnot. I don't know. It's just they're going to load up at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. like At the end of the month, we're going to have like 12 books. Ridiculous. I don't know. But, yeah, so we, we have all that. And we have some more books coming out as the dawn of dc progresses so hopefully they all hit and we'll, we'll include all of them on the podcast but here we are as you said what is it what, 479 is that what it 479 is? feeling 479, fine 79 i feel fine just like the beatles said and we're here did nothing but complain about how you feel like crap you're a liar i said the beatles i didn't say me i don't feel fine i do feel like crap i'm tired I'm sick. I'm sick and Depressed. tired. Yeah. Nah, well, yeah, after reading these books, I almost said that I was the purveyor of positivity, but I thought for once I'm not going to lie really about that. I'm not <laughs> going to lie because I really, this, tonight there might be some problems, but we'll, 
we'll have fun, Eric. I don't know if I told you that, but when this happens, we still want to have fun, right? That's our mantra. The books Uh may be bad, but we'll have fun talking about them with each other. And maybe I'll get mad at you and want to kill you, but that isn't that part of the fun. Fun! I do want to give a shout out. We got a, a note, a letter from Brian. And that picked my spirits up. I actually let you in on it as well. And yeah, it actually got me all fired <laughs> so up gracious. and excited, right? And I'm like, man, I feel so happy. And then we get to these books. I'm ah, oh, there we go. And I had a good uh, time. On YouTube, uh, I have a bunch of videos that I've had. And I really want to have a best of the week. But I just can never find enough books to do that. And I'm even including Marvel Sour and Puss. stuff like that. Well, I don't want to make up things and say, you know, hey, here's the best, but this one really sucks, but it's the best of what's coming out because me and you talked about it on the Patreon spotlight about but the you idea don't have that to we say don't want to. They're still the best. I, I like to think of the best of the week as not being a contest amongst books. It's the ones I enjoyed, my favorite books of the week. But then again, I guess if you read one bizarro story, it's your favorite bizarro story exactly. of all time. So I guess I can do it, Eric. Thank you. That's why You're we welcome. do the podcast. Now I am fired up. I can go off and do that. Thank you very much. But if you want to get more and more Weird Science, you can go over to our website at weirdsciencedccomics.com and see written reviews, mainly by Gabe, but I'm sneaking a couple in, you know, at the deadline. Sneaking some in the back door, as they say. I'm a back door man. Uh, You can also go to our... Yes, we could go. You could go to our. What else do we have? A, a YouTube channel, as I mentioned. It's Weird Science Comics, but also then you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. You can help us out for everything we do. Plus, get a lot of shows, the bonus shows, all these things. One of the big things that we end up doing every Thursday is our badass spotlight episode where badasses of the Get Fresh crew, they end up picking two books each week from the available books that week. And we talk about those on a spotlight episode that usually goes between one and two hours. This past week, we ended up going Bunch further, of sus comments. And then we ended up not having able to put things out there. I'll probably bring up the same things again. Because really, when we were on this, somehow I started screaming about Matthew Rosenberg. May have said that he's kind of like some people that you don't want to be compared to. It was bad. <laughs> we I got know. When, when we get done something and Eric tells me, yeah, I don't think you should put that out. I know it's bad yeah. because usually you're 20 right minutes on of with that. that. Let's get out of that. If I end up saying like, oh, man, maybe I should get rid of that or what? You usually say, no, that we don't do that. You were like, yeah, you don't you don't want that. So save face. That might end up being, you know, a side podcast, a little B-roll as that I may would... be down the line. Just select few. I don't know. It's what it is. It's what it is. I'm sure I'll still get mad by the end of this podcast when we talk about the Joker, the man who stopped laughing. But this past week's books on the spotlight were the Flash number 796, the finale of the the One Minute minute War. Yep. And Batman, the Joker, the Deadly Duel number six, which me and Eric are. Yeah, the penultimate. And it's one of those things. A lot of people like that book. And me and Eric were trying to figure out why and why maybe we're not on board as much as others. But, but everybody even can with like that, I can understand people enjoying it. I just like even with the idea where people don't enjoy this and it could be a fun series for a lot of people. Even with that in mind, I still think that this was a down issue overall. I don't get it. I'm telling you, I'm I know. there reading it. And yeah, it was a down issue. We were actually excited last issue that, all oh, right, here we go. And it really was going on that hard Look at that Goulbride. Once you get the Goulbride, Eric is in. Uh, you, you 
know if you sold Jess. So you end up with all that, and you were so excited. I'm telling you, you said that. I'm just making fun that she's not your bride, Eric. So don't tell her. Uh-huh. She'll kill me. And I'll get nervous. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, all of that going on, yeah, we still had fun talking about it. And that's what you say is what the whole play that is. is right? Sure is. That's what it is. But 479. Oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. Eric. We'll all get there. of that being said and done, here's a little shout-out to the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Ooh. I wonder who might pop up this week. I, I wonder. A lot of people. Here we go. We're going to start off with my man Trevitt joining in. Trevitt didn't hear me say his name last week because you butted in. I don't recall it either. I ended up going back to listen, and you were talking over it, and he was so upset. And I said, no, no, you can, Sorry, Trevitt. Of, you can hear track. He was good with that. Then we also have Eric Tay, Jeffrey Greek, Zach Walker, Stephen Baddad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stork, Michael S. Cam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Niels T. Ward, David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, Wanna Fuck Me. Oh, it's Wanna Fuck Me. Wanna Fuck Me. <laughs> Wow, that's a weird name. Uh, What's the name? I think it's Juan a fuck me. (laughs) It still doesn't sound right. I'm going to have to hit this thing again. Mark Jager. I didn't do anything. Bill Beer, welcome back to Bill Beer. Thanks for coming back. Ruben, Carlos, Noah Marv, Matthew Rapier, Juan a fuck me. Oh, my goodness. Luke Hollywood. How dare you make me hit this again, Eric? Simon. You pronounce your use weird. Luis. I, yeah, that's Manship, Eric. Manship. A- Andrew in Belfast. He's there. Swanee. Anthony G. Josh Vermillion. My man, Pete from NYC. Batman Beyond Mark, who, if you didn't see, he actually did a special little tiny little snippet for the static beyond that happened in the milestone 30th anniversary that is on our patreon i actually was going to keep it for the next week when we don't have a lot of books but then i thought not many people read that milestone 30th anniversary in my mind so we put it on the patreon but it's pretty good and he loved that story so one a fook me B. Muir, Brandy Murray up there in Buffalo. I know that he has the same sentiment as that guy uh, earlier. And Double A. Ron in Minnesota being docs in that Minnesota. And shout out to the all-time greats, Rob Lewis and Reggie. And that is that. And now we got to wait for the song to end, Eric, because you made me play it again because of Juan. I don't want to be hateful against Juan, but I mean, seriously. Why would you go and get a, a better name? I, Tanya was saying the other day there was Kate somebody Alvin. that she was listening to like a podcast, and I swear to God, the guy's name was like, you know, Dick Sucker or something. She's like, that is an unfortunate name. I'm like, no, no, the unfortunate thing is he's still going with it. I mean, he should really get rid of that. Go by Richard. Richard Sucare or proud. something like that. No, he is. He is keeping it. He is being proud. Tanya heard her name. Dumas. Tried to, she poked her head out, but we had already moved on, Eric. So that is that. But yeah, I do hear you, Jess. But yeah, we have four books, so it's not going to be a ton of no excitement. This deal, it's it's going to suck, I think. And and me and Eric are really going to be off our game, is what I'm telling everybody. See, Eric, I'm I'm keeping their expectations low. So then, when we get to the podcast, we end up surprising. Well, there's always new people joining in, and I will tell you that the stats are showing. (laughs) 
stats nice. actually lately are, are really raking. So do I, it. I do want to give a shout out to any new listeners. I would love to say it gets better, but but it doesn't. So you kind of got what you got, but it doesn't Maybe seem it doesn't seem like they bailed we'll there. though, Eric. They, a lot of joined in. Yeah. they keep the com- they're coming back. Yeah, if they would have heard that second half of that spotlight, holy, they might have bailed then. Right, I mean, totally <laughs> they might great. just know this is what's going on. That is true, Eric. See, I keep I keep wetting their appetite for for that nonsense, and you might keep getting disgusted. <laughs> it's not really disgusting. It was just kind of shocking. It's one of those things that yeah. if I'm arguing yeah. with you about something and you won't go on my side of the argument, I just get worse and worse to try to convince you. To the point where I really, really went over the the, top. I'm never going to go on that side because you're that bad. It wasn't me who I said was the thing I said. It it was them, Eric. So you have to be with Uh me. You're with me because they're the bad people. They're the bad guys and gals. I know the bad people when I hear it. When I reread the the Joker, the man who stopped laughing, I do have to admit, I still fucking hated it, Eric. I didn't like it one bit, but I think I'll calm down a little. I don't want to upset you. I didn't expect you to. uh, Vendetta. No, that's just honesty. Honesty, Eric, uh-huh. just like Billy Joel sang way back when. And maybe I'll even use that as the song going into the second section of books. But that's not here we or the there. We'll be going into the parody at one point, Eric. But you have the whole play here. It might be about you. I don't know. But we're going to go off. We're going to start this whole shit show with, with Batman. And it's the Batman... You know, in this alternate dimension deal, but Batman is always the big the world book. without a Batman. I was sitting in the, the shower today, not sitting, I was standing. <laughs> I bet you were. You got one of the old man seats. That would be the worst, though. I think it might be pretty <laughs> I was cool. Sitting in the shower today. Be pretty cool. Uh, and I was coming up with some night terror songs, singing to myself, and it was making me giggle. Everything always ends up with me yelling about you, though, so I have to watch myself. You're my muse, Eric. I don't know if you realize that. But Sitting in the shower yelling about me. Yeah, singing, singing night moves, and then I had some other things going on. Uh, you know, fun I stuff. I bet you did. Fun stuff. A little Cinderella was going. All right, but we're going to go off right now. Thanks, everybody, again for joining us for this show, and we're going to go off and start with the books right about now. That you have to die to get hurt for DC Didn't this just happen? Yesterday you went and died with a Justice League Now I have to hear the bullshit That you're gonna be replaced Was it Joker on the band that killed you? Oh shit, it was just fail-safe Now Batman's dead this many times before Batman's can Five or six times maybe more Now I guess that we're just left with chase Yeah, right Batman's dead into the years and dead no more I don't think I'm gonna read this anymore there isn't any more Jace, Eric. That book got canceled. Oh, my goodness. He's still I just, out there, though. Just figured that I have to throw that in. But, yeah, here we are. Batman is dead, but he's not. But he's in an alternate deal. I laughed at the end of this in the backup, just to throw it out there right away, is the idea that Tim 
It's like, oh, Superman, I didn't want to do this because you just came back. I'm like, yeah, so did Batman. I mean, seriously, this guy can't stay alive. But here we go. Uh, And this is a crazy deal with this Batman book. I see a lot of people talking, right, Eric? They're talking about things. I'm wrong turn. Like, wrong this turn. Am I, am I supposed to confirm that you've seen people talking? I was trying to segue into that Batman bitch. I couldn't figure out a way. But oh. either people love this issue or they freaking hate it. I have had people tell me that this is one of the worst issues of Batman they've read. It's a down issue years. for something I've enjoyed. Well, the thing is, when I read it again, because of all that, I thought, okay, I'm not going to expect too much. Really felt like we missed out on an issue. It felt like things just were like, did we miss a thing? Did we miss a little story here or there? Just the thing it is, did I, feel I, I a feel, little off. I don't know if we feel like we missed the story. I feel like the story could have evolved into something bigger than they have time for right now because all of the stuff that are, is revealed in this issue, it feels like it was so on the nose. Even the idea of Halliday, the Joker of this universe who never became the Joker, being the red mask. And like, it just, like, it felt like it was supposed to be a swerve this entire time. And it's not. And it's just more Joker stuff. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I felt like it could have been better as something else. Even that Halliday stuff to me, it ended up feeling like it wasn't really that big of a, a reveal. It's just like, oh, so Halliday, oh, you got me. And then I'm thinking you could have really played the idea of a world without a Batman. And then this Joker decides, well, he's going to be the guy to stop everything. It didn't really re- evolve into that. It just kind of, okay, here we go. Like you said, like, we got to get this out of the way and get going. But it just it just felt odd. Like everything that we saw before with the idea that Red Mask was tooling around with multiversal stuff, the idea that a Bruce Wayne of this world died, and that's why there's no Batman or just a Bruce Wayne at all in this universe anymore. Just the idea of the multiversal dead Bruce Wayne, I'm like, what if it was the Bruce Wayne of this world who pulled somebody in from this is what we we're talking about last issue, not the idea that he pulled in another Bruce Wayne, faked his death, and the red mask is actually Bruce Wayne here, and he's all messed up and doing multiversal stuff. But it's just, it comes back to something that I love in this book, the idea of the bad guy. Bruce Wayne immediately in this world said, yeah, I think that Halliday, he's the Joker and he's the bad guy. And I expected some greater story. But the thing is, I got what I wanted. The Bruce, the bad guy's like, hey, that's the guy. And it turned out yeah, to be you the got guy. It. But sometimes you kind of need, you know, some storytelling. And so it just felt like it was, well, we might as well say, I thought that the big Wrap reveal. And that's the funny thing. At, at the beginning, people were like, maybe it's the Jason Todd of this world. Or maybe. And maybe it's the Tim Drake. I thought it would be the Tim Drake. I thought that'd be a cool play of the idea where our Tim Drake is desperately trying to save Batman, where the Tim Drake of this world is actually a villain who's trying to kind of get rid of Batman or, or keep whatever the deal may be. We I were thought, playing in that because the Red the red Robin suit kind of was similar to that for the cow of the whole thing. It's I think red, that red was Robin. kind of a swerve. But it just goes back to Red Hood for the Joker before he became the Joker. It's just red, instead of Red Hood, it's Red Mask. I think that one of the problems with the Bat God is that by the end, when you do, and if you're going to solve a thing with the Bat God, like you said, you like the Bat God, you love the Bat God. And it's love nice it. to see Batman actually figure out shit nowadays. You don't get a swerve, though, with a Bat God. <laughs> but the Bat God, there is a, but also with the Bat God, it tends to be a bit sudden heavy-handed and not as clever as you want because it's back out he just this is that away we go and like you said though it does feel like okay we gotta we we kind of push this along too long let's just get going and it's fine it's just everything seemed a little bit down and a little bit not as clever not as exciting or fun for me but i'll give you the credits right now and then we'll jump into it proper as you know, we say our Batman number one. Yes, we do. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't even know what I'm saying. Written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Mike Hawthorne, to Moore and Clayton Cowles. We also have a backup by Chip Zdarsky and I believe Adriana D. Benedetto on art. 
Uh, We'll talk about that, though, when we get to there. And so with this, though, you do get a lot thrown at you in this issue. Suddenly we see, oh, my God, there's a Flash. Oh, my God, there's a Superman. Oh, my God, I'm in big trouble because all this stuff going on. But it it does feel like you don't have any room to breathe. The Ghost Breaker. That I like. I love the idea that an Elseworlds Ghost Maker is called Ghost Breaker because in my mind, they're all bullshit, Eric. I do like Ghostmaker, <laughs> but the idea of it, Ghostmaker, Ghostbreaker, whatever. The guy is a piece of shit everywhere, right? Though I would love to see, now that I say that, I'd love to see an Earth 3 Ghostmaker to see how they would play it. Is he a, a, a good exactly guy the there that acts too bad? or Because he is that jumping back and forth. But you'd have to twist it like a weird he way, but it wouldn't really hero, be a twist. He is a but he murders people. So is he, is he, he's an anti-hero. He is just the same exact person. Who is a hero. Yeah. It is. It's funny. It's one of those that he might actually break like Earth, 3, Earth Lobo. 3. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when you get to the go, okay, but when we get to this where also we have a punchline, we end up at, it just felt like, okay, now we're just going to just throw characters in that might fit the story. It might, but really we're having a big fight with Ghostbreaker. And through that, the Bat God, Batman is just sitting there like, I know how he fights. I'll do this. I know how he fights. I'll do that. And it just wasn't as Well, he's already been driven through with a sword. He's all worn out. So even the idea of a bat god being this, ama- this amazing thing that I love in comic books, when you get to the end where you need this uh, this world's ghost maker, ghost breaker to like keep Batman busy while, you know, Halliday, the Joker of this world's plan comes to fruition, the idea that we have this worn out Batman, he is run through with a sword and he's taking on somebody he keeps telling us over and over again is his equal in all ways, but he's able to pull through. I'm like, all right, it's a little much for what you're doing right now because, uh, like, I like a Batman that can sit there and he can ha- contemplate everything. He's playing 3D chess and he knows the outcome by doing this, 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 and the other. Like, this is just hand-to-hand combat and sword fighting. This is no, like, long-term thing. It's like, yeah, I just know his moves. I think I can take him. Yeah. Now, and he does. It, it's, a, it's a crazy deal because I would I would have loved to have had a deal where, okay, here comes Ghostmaker Protocol that he has – but he isn't a, an ultimate. He doesn't have his equipment. He doesn't have things. And he is kind of being shocked as he goes on. But like you said, being the bad guy, he'll just fight him. But it isn't as fun or big. And I think that when you end up having a story like this where everything is a mystery, ooh, why are they doing that? Who's this, you know, red mask? Sometimes you have to really watch out when you reveal the big because the fun of it has been kind of, oh, let's see what's next, what's going on. And once you reveal the holiday deal, I think it does kind of like, all right, well, we got that out of the way. So what's next? And what we get next is a big fight with Ghostbreaker. And then we end up seeing, like I said, the Flash. Oh, I can't let the Flash out because he's deranged and he'll end up killing. It's a good idea, Batman. He, like, it is. He's spot on there. Uh, and then I think that the reason why we have that Flash, because then he says, I wonder how many other superheroes there are. Well, that's the setup to have the Superman deal in there. And I do like a lot of this. I think the art's pretty cool. I, I actually no, I people it. were people were complaining about this makeshift bat suit. What do you, how can you complain about it? I, I like the idea that he's kind of cobbled this together and thinks it's cool yeah. because it looks ridiculous. It's not very good, but I like that. It's that's cool what he has to go with. Yeah, it is. You're right there. But yeah, once you end up where I said I thought you were felt like you were missing something only because the reveal of Halliday was just so much it, it just fizzled kind of it's like hey halliday i know it's you yup it is i actually thought it was going to be 
no, no, and he takes it off and it's Tim or, it, you know, something else. Yeah, exactly. Some kind of swerve. It's because I just wanted the idea where Batman just assumed it was the, this world's Joker the whole time because Batman always assumes the Joker's behind this. He sees a guy who should be the Joker, but he's not in this world. He's a he's pretty much a Bruce Wayne of this world, but he like, you know, he's Jack Oswald White, but he's called Halliday here. I don't know how the timeline works and the name shifts, but we have a Joker of this world who is essentially Bruce Wayne, but he's also the Red Mask, this playboy billionaire, like, you know, during the day and at night, he kidnaps people, takes them down to his Arkham sewers, and the experiments on him. But what's he experimenting on for? Well, it has to do with the multiverse. I don't know exactly know how all of this works. Like, you know, the experiments are about more than that. They're about traveling sideways through the multiverse and backwards so I can see through those eyes at the moment of his inception, the Joker being those eyes. So even the idea is like, so I experiment on people. I give these other people some great stuff like Venom upgrades. I experiment on these people while also putting the crane brain out there to keep everybody all messed up in the brain. And I go back to the experiments where somehow has to do with the multiverse and even the idea of multiversal energy. It's just so much of the idea of the multiverse. I don't, I can't come like get my head wrapped around how any of this should work for the idea. It's like, look, Batman, look, Batman, the thing is, I want to go back in time through the multiverse because, you know, I got dosed with some chemicals. I, I broke free of the multiverse for a few seconds and I saw what I was in your universe and a lot of other universes. The Joker, he's unparalleled in his creativity. He is unhinged. He is everything that I want to be, somebody without rules. And I am desperately trying to get back to that and I want to be that. So in order for me to do that, I have to grab all the multiversal energy from my experiments down here and somehow crack the code of the multiverse, but go back in time as well so I can see how that joke was made so then I can do it myself to me. And I'm like, all right. And then somehow when the idea is the crane brain gets substituted with this gas that sucks up the multiversal energy of people in Gotham, like, no, I have no idea what you're trying to do anymore because now gas is giving you multiversal energy. It's just too much for me. Like, you might as well just say speed force at this point. Yeah, well, he ends up, and when Batman is trying to find out things, he's going through this Arkham and things, he ends up seeing a Lex Luthor. So he's like, okay, he's expanded. And that's kind of the idea of that's the, you know, the businessman deal of Halliday, I'm doing that. But even the the idea, he says, you know, I was bored. I ended up having all this money, but I, I felt like there was I wasn't complete. So then he gets hit. And when he got hit with the gas originally, I thought what we were going to do is, are we going to play the idea that he's like got every superhero's origin? Because it certainly looks more like Barry's origin than actual, you know, the Joker. But it's the gas. So it gets that. And then, yeah, he says, I, I had this empty hole. And it got filled because uh, I saw the Joker, uh, right? He needed his hole filled, Eric, and he needed he needed it filled at big time. But yeah, I I get the concept. I I think that it's kind of a neat. But the thing that I don't love in this is seriously, we have so many Joker and Batman stories that you didn't have to quite go back to that. So when he sets it up, yeah, it seems cool. Like uh, this guy would have been a normal guy, got hit with multiverse gas. Ends up seeing that, man, I could be more. I could be the Joker. I'm going to check out all this. It just kind of doesn't hit for me in the general deal of I I don't need more Joker Batman stories. I kind of wish that it was something else. And I do wish that it was Tim. No, no, I'm telling you, I wish the reveal of Red Mask was a lot more than just the Joker. And even the idea, no matter what it is, if it was Tim Drake, if it was Bruce Wayne of this world, if it could have been anybody at all besides the Joker. It still wouldn't work for me with this multiversal gas to get the energy because it's just such a weird concept. It is. It's a very weird concept, but it's the idea. I'm going to keep going and I'm going to check this out. I want to be the Joker, all that stuff going down. But then in the meantime, 
like we already said, he ends up fighting the and also I, I have to point out too, you end up where Red Mask he puts up a force field and now I'm like it's just like Darth Maul. When, when they're going to fight and they have to stop. You mean stop. the coolest like, fight of all time? It, it was a cool deal, but it, the only thing that, that served, Eric, the force field went off, as you saw that while the force field was going, Darth Maul, he was like a caged animal. And you have, uh, you know, Batman fighting. those in the, in the meantime, he has to stop this gas, the crane brain deal. So there's all this stuff he has to do, but I didn't really feel connected to any of it. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, my God, you better stop the crane brain. I mean, because we're in a, a different mode, I don't really care that much about, I hate to say it, about regular Joes and Janes in this whole deal, Eric. I've heard you talk about people. I understand. Out, out of that planet, out of sight, out of mind. But you do end up having a neat thing. I think it was extended a little. Now, in the meantime... He is getting a hold of Jules and also Selena. But even at the beginning with Help Selena. Help the people on the streets. You're a good person. You can do the Selena. I believe in you. And where one of the best. Okay, Batman. Yeah, one of the be- biggest compliments and maybe one of the bits of shade I can throw at this is I actually think it would have been a cool deal to see how a Batman actually does make a Selena Kyle of this world a better person for being there and actually just trusting her and relying, but you don't have enough time for it. So what you only get is remember, this isn't your Selena. This isn't your Selena. And then at the end, he has to rely. I know you could be a good person. And then it's kind of boom. And it happens. Just remember, this isn't your Selena. So you can't get funky with her. Okay. You just got to put that out of your mind. You just got to let her go because not your Selena. (laughs) That's the big play. If they do get funky here, is he cheating on Selena? Even if they were yes. together or not together, is he? Because yes. it is Selena. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I hear guys who are like, if I'm out of a different town, it doesn't count. I'm thinking this doesn't yeah, count. Guys. I think it's full in, right? But yeah, the a idea, though, a lot of the things I wish you could have expanded more. I wish we could have had more things going on, even when we get to, say, an Alfred and a Leslie Tompkins. Like, a lot of this stuff just kind of was there before. We know it's established, but it just feels like, you need more. There's not a lot of connective tissue. You needed to do more with this Gotham and the idea of Halliday before you storm the castles to break down the walls and take out the big bad, which Batman does immediately for the storyline, which I have been enjoying. But when you just have, you're just here, like, all right, I found out where Halliday is and I'm going to stop. Everything's going on. Here's all these crazy concepts, but I'm the Bat God, which, like I said, I love, but it just comes to a head too easily here, especially when you have a Superman of this world who's been you know, crane brained up by the red mask and he's going to take on Batman and all Batman has to do is roll his eyes back like he's the goddamn Undertaker and tell him I walk as a man but I am your nightmare. And then Superman gets scared and flies to the Arctic. <laughs> what is this? Rest in peace. He moves his hands and the sides blow up and fire. Yeah, exactly. He's going to... You end up where you have him psyching, listen, you're the Batman, you're the Batman, he, he feels no fear. Come on, we can do this. But when he actually says, do the voice, roll the eyes, what is that? Well, because that, that makes it then seem like it's something that's really like, this would be such an established deal. Like, is this a callback to something that I am not remembering at all? Nobody because it feels remembers. Like it, should, it should be something for how it's presented here, but it just feels so out of left field. And I'm like, who? I, I, and all I could think is, you're the Undertaker and Superman got scared. Ended up. The Undertaker isn't in this universe, and that's scary as shit. I, that's a, I know. The only, I was a kid when he came out. This is, this is something that you would expect 
that it was like, yeah, the back, but it was prepared. Like, this is something that he knew all along. Like, just imagine that this is something that he thinks would work on a, a Superman. And they, we get into our I can't regular see it in our main universe. And he tries to do it. And Superman just slaps him silly. Hey, Clark. Actually, hey, what is it, Bruce? I walk as a man, but I'm your worst nightmare. And you're like, that's awesome. That is so cool, man. The, cool. the funny play of this is if this is me and you. And I go, first off, I'd laugh because I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome, Undertaker. But I would sit there and go, you know what? Because it does weird me out when people do that, where they roll their eyes roll back their and eyes, you just yeah. see white. I hate that. I hate it so much. So I wouldn't run to the Arctic, but I might actually be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I actually might be like, okay, you win. You win. <laughs> you're, you're, out of, you're insane. I'm out of here. I think this friendship needs to take a break right now. The problem is, though, it's like, and he says, I know this sort of deal, and this is an unhinged Superman. This is my thing. And when Superman then reacts with, ah! you? And like, what? What is that? What does that I, mean? I, I just imagine he screamed like Homer in The Simpsons and flew away. Yeah. I, I wish that he, like, went back into the hedge. You end up where it's almost something that I thought was what, and also he's spitting everywhere. Say it, don't spray it, Batman. Seriously. I thought that it was going to be something that, you were going to have a weird, now this is hokey as well, but this weird thing that Batman knows that no matter what multiverse, whatever, there's some sort of common bond between them that they can do. Martha. Maybe their mother's name. Like I said, <laughs> but maybe it's one of those, like if, if this Batman said, like he knows what might be the story around him, maybe he can kind of go with that. Listen, I know that you're the sale. I don't know, but this thing and him going, you like this is his biggest nightmare. It's like Martian Manor was there and he turns into the flaming man or something. It's weird. I'm just saying, don't have Superman in this story because you have a Bruce Wayne who has no identity here, no money. He has to make a makeshift bat suit, but he has all the skills that a Batman would have by himself. Don't introduce Superman because you've done too much there. And the way that you achieved is like Batman winning. This is not bat god. This is bat stupid. Yeah, no, <laughs> this bat's stupid. It really is. I'm wrong turn. This is Batman, bitch. And so when you end up doing it, maybe the play could have been that while this is going on, he takes the crane brains and he ends up mixing it up so that it is actually more of a fear toxin deal. And maybe he could spray Superman with it. Then do that. Then you start rolling your eyes and then shit's gone and, wrong. And, and maybe that's the case, but it doesn't feel like it's presented no, that it way doesn't. in the book at all. No, it doesn't at all. I wish that you had that, though. I wish that there was something with it where he says to us, like, I realize that Suck the, on this, Clark. this crane brain is already like just a molecule. It's like the Splendor. They take a molecule out of the sugar, Eric. Well, you put it back into this. Now it's fear toxins. And then you end up seeing it, as you always do see, then through the point of view of the other person, it's this crazy demonic bat that might scare the yeah. shit out of superman and then he flies up to the arctic but he's gonna be cold though eric it doesn't look like he's wearing people don't like him with the undies i don't think he's wearing any undies inside or out there superman, it looks like he's going commando i don't know eric you know his super thingy might end up freezing yeah, i don't wear takes. undies too am i a <laughs> superman but then yeah then you get to fight with ghost breaker ghost maker and all this stuff going on it's just it, it's 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 something. It comes to a head way too fast, especially for anything that you're dealing with here, especially because Ghostmaker is our big deal here. Somebody who was trained like Batman has, and now he's all hopped up on Venom, but Batman can still overcome and win the day. The problem is he loses his damn hand in the process. So through this whole thing, the Ghostbreaker is able to get one last swing of his sword in before Batman can turn off the device for the Crane Brain multiversal gas, and he loses a hand. So we have a one-armed bandit right now running around in the Batman costume. It's so funny. In heaven now, 
the ghost Alfred is laughing his ass off. He's like, take that bitch. Now you know. Nobody how remembers when jerk. Alfred lost a hand. <laughs> I remember Eric, and so does he. He's the sexiest self in heaven, and he's looking at us like, take that bitch. But yeah, when I still all like that's to think going that they on, they showed a serial killer's hand on Alfred after that, and he had problems. It keeps trying to strangle him. He's <laughs> like, oh my god, it's the worst version of the stranger ever. Uh, so what do you think then with that? What do you think is going to happen? Is he going to get a hook? Is he going to end up like when we get back? When we get back, it doesn't goddamn matter because how long did Alfred lose a hand and we're able to reattach a hand onto him? Yeah, it's true. It's true, Eric. Are we going to just... It doesn't matter. Doesn't what he's going to do is he's going to go to the Deadly Duo book, get the stem cell technology, do that. Next thing, he's a ghoul bride and everybody's happy, Eric. But that, that is, it's funny, too, because it's weird. When I say the idea of, and I will say it in the Tom Taylor book next, the idea of wow moments and big, like, Batman losing a hand is a wow moment. I'm such a dummy. I'm reading through it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. You didn't see it. (laughs) No. And then I read through it again and I'm like, everybody keeps saying about losing this. Oh, there it is. But even when you have the wow moment of this bloody stump and you have no idea. What is that? It was weird because where you have that spike, when I was reading it on my tablet, it just, to me, it actually looked like (laughs) Ghostmaker or Breaker threw his thing and it missed and just lodged into the console which then allowed i'm like no no it's there it's still gripping it right so there's a hand on that lever i would get and that nothing too, else and i'd start slapping ghostmaker with my hand like that giving him the finger well that's fun the thing is it. that's why you're not batman because we have bigger fish to fry right now because even though batman was able to shut off the crane brain multiversal gas that's being pumped out through gotham red mask has a plan b of sorts where he has an army of man bats with a bunch of crane brain multiversal gas being set up on the jetpacks to flood the city like it's the joker parade in batman 89 seriously i'm looking at this <laughs> how did i not see it the way said with the bloody stump i don't even know what i was thinking like oh man what did he pick up a card it looks like a weird thing i don't know i guess i was just more looking at the reflection of the ghost breaker it took me the second time i'm like oh shit there it is but as i was saying too a big moment here is when oh my god the joker is but it it doesn't really hit very hard the wow moments aren't very wow like they're okay and i still like this whole story and i want to see how it gets resolved all of that this is the worst issue by far and, in my mind. and, and this is kind of where it, no rules are broken or anything but i'm starting to get how when we were talking about the one minute war where the penultimate issue on that, we thought, man, they're kind of doing things, things that, changed. you know, kind of changing. This is not exactly that, but it feels like, oh, I'm not as excited now to see it how just it feels ends. Like everything came to a head way too fast right now. Yeah. You almost want that reveal of the Joker at the last thing as Batman gets, you know, taken back. Like, it was you. Oh, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it. I just very don't want hard. to be Halliday. And that's, yeah, and that's Superman. I, I don't even like when, when you say Halliday, I just, I think of Roy Halliday. God rest his soul, Eric. He's the sexiest self right now. And I get upset. We're from the Philly area. But you end up all this where I, I still think it could end up strong. And we've liked it. If people don't think that we like this book I've really or whatnot, enjoyed it. We even say when we, oh, it's next week. We said it last week on the podcast. Oh, man, I can't wait. We said it even bigger in the Patreon. Like, man, I can't wait to see how that is. I can't. And I started, like I said, started seeing people saying it wasn't that, you know, that good. And I see what they mean. But it's, it's it's not a deal breaker. 
in my mind. It's just an, it's a shame that it didn't turn out as smart or clever, but we're going to get to a point where we get the hell out of here and we'll see how he gets that hand back. But then we end up with the backup, Is that right? going to be our big concern going forward? Like, all right, we're going to get Batman now. back to our main, but what are we going to do about that hand? I mean, I know that everybody, there's tons of the handless puns that you can use that always crack me up, Eric, but... The idea, it's just weird. Now, I will point out something that I, I put in my notes there, but I don't have my notes up here, but I'm glad I remembered. It's weird. You get, you get Superman in the backup as well, but yes. it is true. I don't know that I want Chip Zdarsky ever to write Superman. Superman is a bitch in his books. This guy gets beaten up by everybody. He gets he got failsafe treated him like a bitch. Then in this, you roll your eyes and scream, and he runs off to the Arctic. I don't think he loves the Superman. All right, that look, much. look, look. The thing is, you have the Superman in the backup, which Superman in the backup is fine because he's it mimicking around as I Batman said. to prove that Batman is still in Gotham to keep the criminal scared. Tim Drake came to the rescue with that idea, thankfully. But this is an Elseworlds Superman that runs out like a bitch when somebody rolls their eyes back like a little Jim Warner. Our and Superman also, got beat up by failsafe pretty bad. Our Superman got beat up by a failsafe robot that is 10 times smarter than Batman with the contingencies. He is 10 times the Batman. God. Yeah. And well, Batman ended up just getting zapped away. I don't know. I think that he has something against Superman, and I don't like it, Eric. I don't like it one bit. You're jumping uh, to conclusions. Gonna wear yourself out. Stop no, it. I'm trying to think of the idea because I can't remember everything of Last Ride, but in my mind right now, I'm just making it up. He treated Superman like a bitch in that one, too. I'm just gonna Last make it ride. up. What I was think. that one? Remember, it was the Justice League that people liked more than Oh, us. yes, yes, yes. It was Elseworlds, but it yeah. But Tony, I forgot all about that series, Justice League I last think that line. was where he treated Martian Manhunter like a bitch in that one. Right? If, if Superman wasn't treated like a bitch. Superman was a dick through that entire okay, thing. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> I don't think he likes Superman for some reason. I do like that he's going around as as Batman. I think that that's oh, yeah, a that's pretty great. cool Especially deal in the back. Especially when he's using his Superman powers in a bat costume to prove that Batman is And the biggest thing that he can do to keep Gotham is he beats up on a lowly killer moth. <laughs> now, the killer moth will get a little later as well. I mean, the killer moth's coming up big this week, but yeah, he's beating up on him. And you could just imagine. Poor killer moth. I would have loved to have the voice, you know, in, in the mind of Superman of like how much he has to pull back even more because he's supposed to be Batman. And that's kind of cool. But it's a neat little deal. That That's a fun play where you do end up where. And even when he kind of flies away, you think he's gliding away. And then you see, oh, shit, it's Superman, which was cool. Because at first I thought it was Dick Grayson. It's always great when Superman masquerades as Batman. Like, I remember seeing it when I was a kid during the Batman animated series when Bruce Wayne was gone for a while. And and then it was such a great episode, too, because you had a bunch of villains teaming up and they thought they'd gotten one up on, like, Batman. I think it was maybe, like, the Mad Hatter, Riddler, and Bane had gotten together. And Bane thought he crushed Batman to death with his giant statue. And then all of a sudden, Batman picks up this thing and it's Superman. Like, what? this is impossible. And it's just always a fun moment whenever you have this idea of like the expectations of Batman and even the idea of the fat God. And you just crank it up to 11 because it's Superman behind the cow. And I like that. And what I think now from now on, if I was Batman, Eric, I might get Superman. It's like you have a certain day. It's like Superman Day. Bring Superman to Batman's work day. Have him go out just so that you can get that idea in everybody's head of. Oh my god, I can't even hurt this guy because He's indestructible. You, do, you do crazy stuff that day with Superman, but He's a supernatural being. I'll ask you right now, do you like that Robin suit with the big R on it? A lot of people the were talking Robin about suit it. Yeah, that he, the, like Tim Drake revised to make sure that the R is more prominent. 
I think it is badass as a multiverse like suit because when we when we had Tim Drake hopping the multiverse fantastic previously, he just looked like the Adam. Like Ryan Choi is the Adam now. At least he has a freaking decked out Rob suit, gigantic R. So everybody, and that's the whole idea. Even when a he lot says of people hate the his suit. So when I go and find Bruce, I'll know he's not alone. There's a beacon shining, hoping, and there's a big old Robin symbol right there. I'm like, I like all of that. And this the thing is, I like this backup. I like the beginning of the backup with Superman and Dick, uh, Dick, uh, Tim Drake. And then I even like the idea. Okay, Winslow shot. He's helping us. We're going to figure out where Bruce is. I'm going right now. It's all fine, even though Tim Drake is a little easy on Winslow shot for the idea. I just wanted to go to a world where I could play with my toys. We're going to get you the help you need, Winslow. I don't need that. That's something we keep doing. I I don't need that. This guy's awful. You don't need it. Because he is awful. He kidnapped people and his toys were human beings that were being yeah, kept in a don't shed. Don't sit there and feel bad not, for him. Do not placate Winslow's shot here. Just tell him he's a piece of shit and move on. Get him to help you. Yeah, but do it through fear and intimidation. I know you want to be a good hero guy and not be as over the top as Batman, but you just saved a lot of people from the worst kind of hell possibly from this toy man world. But once we get past that and get into the multiple, okay, here we go. And it's a weird situation because we go to the universe that Batman's in currently and Tim Drake takes a sidestep because the way that our multiversal machine works with our suit is that you got to be thinking about the person you want to get to. And before Tim Drake could think about the Batmans, he thought about his mommy. Man, my mom's been dead for years and years. So then he goes and finds his mother and has a sit down while Batman's losing a goddamn hand in Gotham to tell his mommy all the good he's doing in the world and how much he misses him. Like, this is a weird, I'm telling you, it's nice as hell. You do this shit after Batman is safe, though, because I like the sentiment that we have with Tim Drake being able to talk this to his This is father. more for Tim Drake fans. No, I'm a Tim Drake fan. It does nothing for me. I'm saying, though, it's a nice situation, but you don't do it when Batman's in fucking dire straits right now. Because of that, it almost gets it even tenfold with me. I'm like, come on now. You could have just peeked in and saw her and whatnot and then kept but zipping get on. Get but- safe. Jump on your, like, get on your freaking multiversal Robin suit, jump back there and talk to your dead mommy. But again, this is and where we daddy. talk about, you know, fan service over story. It really doesn't make sense that he pops in and where Batman is losing a hand. Also, the idea, I really am getting a bit sick and tired of you. And also the idea in these stories okay. that the heroes can never be mean or mad at the, the villains. Again, if you had Silence of the Lambs right now, Clarice would not only be, you know, hugging Hannibal Lecter, probably going out and finding, you know, livers for him. It's the nonsense. They kind of wear love. There are bad people that deserve, again, this is the thing that, you know, we're getting in a bunch of these stories and a bunch of things where you have this nonsense. It happens in Nightwing all the time. Nightwing can't do anything wrong. Even the fact that he's bitching and moaning about prison reform and then destroys the prison. But it's just an odd play here. And I wish that it was one of those, oh, man, I just wanted to have my world. And Tim should have said, listen, asshole, that's fine and dandy, but you can't make people suffer because of that. So fuck you and you're in trouble. If Toy Man had gone off and actually just had a world full of toys so he could be by himself. And the thing is, I can understand the sentiment exactly. I'm like, I'm right there with you, Winslow. He yeah, went that's about you. the worst way possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you're there playing with your toys and nobody knows the awful things you did. I won't tell them, Eric, but at least it's not known. But Please with Winslow here, Winslow, you, you know that you, at one point we were like, man, what is he doing? This felt like he was almost, you know, getting and picking up the pieces for Professor Pig and doing shit, how bad it was. And so by that, I'm like, I don't need that. I didn't need. Yeah, he's helping now, but you're making him help because he's a fucking asshole and has been awful. He should. Yeah, we'll get you help. Help is a jail cell. <laughs> help exactly. you, whatever you're done. But 
it just felt weird. It, it felt like as an aside, it almost felt like that was like added in at the last second so that we're like, oh, man, they are good here. We know they're heroes. I like the suit, though. I like that big. I think it's cool. A lot of people hate the R and they're like, what is up with that? And I'm first off, it's a multiversal kind of suit thing anyway. But I think it's cool. I like that big R blaze in there. It's like the signal. The signal comes before the. I like the signal. (laughs) I'm just saying it is a signal. So you end up having where he wants him to see. Robin, I think that you ruin a bit of it because I think that when he comes through, you're going to have a dark room. But we already see that even when he's there with his mother. You might have ruined it a bit. But he says, bye. I I like the idea, too, where he's with his mother and he has to keep thinking, like, it's not my real mother. You're not my real son, but this is nice. And then they go. I'm like, all right. My son's a good boy in all the worlds. Yeah. He's like, well, and you know what would have been a great idea? If she said that and we knew that the red mask was Tim and we'd be like, oh, don't tell her. Don't. I think that would have been a really cool little tie around deal, but it's not the case. So we end up seeing as he goes and you see all these multiversal nonsense. Batman at the end looks cool. But, yeah, that's the end of it. But, uh, yeah, I just wish that I don't know. Did it need more time, more issues or I, I don't like know. Did. I don't know how we end up because we're not done with this yet. So I don't know how the pacing of what they thought. But this issue felt very abrupt for a lot of the things. So what would you give it? Ultimately, I think the art and both the backup and the main story are great. It's just the story flanders in both the main story and the backup for what we're doing because we're having a victory lap moment for Tim Drake, but he hasn't accomplished anything yet. You save that for the end, like the last thing after we save Bruce Wayne. Jump back in there, talk to your mom and dad. Do whatever you need to do because that'd be a nice little wrap-up moment. The Bruce Wayne thing came to a head way too fast and all this wow surprise moments, it kind of fell flat for me and just felt like it diminished what story you could have done by making it anybody else other than the Joker. The coolest part is Batman losing his hand, but even that feels like it falls flat a little bit just because the idea of a one-handed Batman, how far are you going to take that and what are you going to do with that? It feels like something that's going to be wrapped up as well immediately once we get back. Well, maybe he'll have a robotic hand for a while and it could be cool, but I don't know. I'm going to give it a 6.8 out of 10. I'm going to give it a 6.5. I'm going to give it a 6.5 with it. I'm still into it. This is the funny play too. me and you on the patreon spotlight we were talking about the flash and we were talking about how we've really enjoyed it and people seem to like they do lose their mind i ended up making a video for that flash deal and i gave the score that i gave on the patreon deal and people are like oh man you hate the flash no no we don't hate it we don't hate this batman i hope that it rebounds but i didn't love this issue and i think that your score and mine very close but very you know very honest, Eric, is what I'm saying. I'm patting okay. us on the back for it. It's just if people liked it more, that's fine. It's just weird that people think because you don't like one issue that you've completely bailed on a book and you'll never I like it every again. Other issue. Yeah, we, we have really enjoyed it. So I was worried when people were saying that it wasn't as good. But a lot of the people are saying it. It continued not being good. So I it wasn't. But we're going to move on to the next book, which is. The miniseries that everybody's talking about down at the rec center and also the idea of it being a miniseries still feels kind of odd. John Kent Superman number two, Eric, written by Tom Taylor, art by Clayton Henry, Jordy Belair and Wes Abbott. And going into this series, there was a lot of things that were announced. Oh, my God, we're going to get it all, Eric. Damn right we are. You want some sort of resolution with John and the so Ultraman? Do. You're going to get it. You want the injustice? No, but you'll get it. (laughs) You want Val Zod and Red Tornado? Yeah, Yeah. we wanted that. It's funny, the injustice stuff, like that was like the icing on that cake at the end. But was it? Because I was like, I've already finished the cake. I don't. And so I was worried. 
And I love <laughs> Yeah, really. I, I finished it before anybody even knew there was cake. So you end up with this, and it is the adventures of Superman John Kent. I said John Kent Superman. Yeah. I'm still in the mode of the last book. But you end up where the big play for me was, yeah, we want to see finally we're gonna get some resolution with John and Ultraman, but once you start adding in justice, stealing, it just felt too much. All the Tom Taylor hits. Yeah, and even if we want to go, even deceased is mentioned in this. Yeah, I don't agree with it either. No, well, is that a thing where, okay, is there enough room for this? It's six, well, maybe if you kind of get rid of some of the things that we really wanted to see right away, because this book ends up getting rid of Ultraman before you even get anything from Ultraman. Yeah, John and him face off, but he ends up doing the all for one. Boom, hits him, and then that's it. That's My Hero Academia. That's what it reminds me of. But there's some nice moments. Again, it's it's a typical Tom Taylor issue. It's not bad, but you always are left wanting more. And it always feels to me like there's just this surface level stuff. Yeah, we find out that Lois... Knows how to deal with Superman going away. Make him promise he'll come back. Because Superman never lies. Yeah, that's okay. That's fun. Especially when you get you know Jay Nakamura. He she's talking to him about this. So I thought Jay was going to forget, didn't you? Because it took him a while. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't. Tell him. Tell him to come back. Make a promise. But having Jay Nakamura do this to John Kent before he leaves—that was a great little touch in my mind as well. It was fine. You even end up where what we're going to do. And again, everybody is here now because. for the Ultraman stuff, I was going to say the the first John Kent Superman deal. It's Tom Taylor says it wasn't canceled, but sales weren't super. They were okay, but <laughs> it wasn't doing much. Yeah, super. It, it wasn't it. So when you end up getting this, it did feel like, especially after last issue, which I enjoyed enough, and I still think these first two issues are better than what we're getting in that other series. It definitely upped the ante in the action sense, and that's where I thought in that was. Okay, you have everybody. We're going to reset a little. Okay, we'll get into this. We're going to, and Tom Taylor can kind of reset things himself and kind of start from a different spot and go forward with more action, more storytelling. And really, what I wanted from this is one thing I wanted to see John get over the fact of what happened to him in the volcano. Or at least show some kind of emotional well, I response wanted him to, work to it. Through it. And if he's able to punch that out, then that's fine. If he's able to go to Ultraman... John has shown more emotional response to freaking the one uh, super twins that his parents have adopted now than the actual seven years that he spent trapped in a volcano away from his family coming back to be an adult man. Like, you have seen nothing to kind of, like, deal with the mental anguish that would have on somebody. He comes back, he's fine, he's Superman... But these kids are here? I'm jealous of these kids. Yeah, yeah. Even then, though, he he was jealous when he was saying, like, I understand that my parents missed out on me. And so the the whole play of that was really good. Now, I'll bring up something I didn't even think of before. But when you get into this issue, when we talked about both Action Comics and Superman, we did say in the last issue of Action Comics in particular, we said that it was really cool because of the synergy. You were starting to see the connection between the action comics and the Superman story with Lex yeah. and all that. This just feels like it's off on the side. It feels like a and you know, it's fine. It, it is fine, but I'd still with that. I want to have all these books. Those are ongoing. This is six issues. It is, but it's still John in this deal. I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense in the deal, but I wish that you had some more, you know, synergy in what is going on with all this stuff. But Superman's off planet. It's fine. Superman's off planet, so Superman, because, you know, Superman isn't even around here, and then John's gone. So it's it's just a crazy deal. But in this, you don't get what I want it coming in. I'm personally, 
I didn't get more and more shit. Ultraman. Man, I wanted to see some sort of thing besides one punch. And this is the thing Tom Taylor has promised. John will never punch anybody. And so I think that he does this like, oh, man, he finally did it. But it's one punch and then he's done. And then as he wakes up, you end up having Injustice Superman come and crack his neck. It's done. I don't even know why Ultraman was going and killing all the Superman. I have no idea. And Pure I, spite. He I had don't a think vendetta. we're going to find out. You can sit there and say that it's just because he's Ultraman, but he no, hasn't no, been so, doing this before. No, I'm telling you, this, this is a thing that we talked about in the previous issue, the idea Ultraman is going multiversal. He has a device that allows him to weaken Kal-El's, and only Kal-El's, and he's going around and killing them just out of spite. So we need to put together a team of supermen who are not Kal-El's, so that's why we have John Kent here in this story. And the idea that, we, I'm like, this device that he has, how he's traveling the multiverse, it's never going to be explained, and that was my biggest problem with the last issue. And here I continue to think, now that Ultraman is actually dead, we're not going to get the explanation because we don't care about that ultimately. It was just some way to get a story going that doesn't need any explanation, and it was just passed over, which is very disappointing. Especially for what we had for like, you know, Ultraman in Earth 3, where the world that Amanda Waller and her suicide or her justice squad should have taken over at this point in time and, you know, taken care of the crime scene. And you say that if we do get back and it seems like we will eventually, how is this going to play in with Ultraman and things like that? I, I don't know, but. Cause that is the worst sin of this entire book. Like I'm telling you, you can have Tom Taylor come in and do his greatest hits where you have, and it is, you know, it's Injustice Superman. You have the idea of, you know, John Kent and everything like that, and even the, like, and his Earth 2 run. And the thing that everybody who's a John Kent fan has been wanting, the, the, the confrontation between John Kent and Ultraman, you want all that going. You have a deceased reference here, which I don't agree with. But ultimately, what you do at the end of the story is you kill the evil Superman of Earth 3. I love the crime suit. We just got them back. They haven't done dick except for their six issue mini where they took out like a Starro and we got a new John, like a uh, Stewart, like power ring. But we haven't done anything with these characters and already Ultraman is dead. I wish, even though we have an infinite multiverse now, stop going to worlds and using these characters and murdering them right away because now nobody can play in that sandbox anymore until unless until they, they scroll do. Continuity. They're just going to end up scrolling it up and whatever. I, I, I don't want to live in a right? world where there's no Ultraman. Yeah, well, I don't think you're going to have to worry about that because I think it'll just be kind of, oh, well, it, it fixes itself just like we had before. Ooh, yeah. It's not. But the world but, fixes itself, but does Ultraman fix himself? Um, does he ever fix himself, Eric? But well, maybe we have Lazarus Flaker Pitts on this world. What what this gets here, and and what I kind of needed more of, and we did get a little in the action comics when you go to have John have this deal. Okay, I'm going after Ultraman, and even when they get to him, and he's like, "Oh my God, an Ultraman's just talking complete shit. I'm going to torture you again. I'm going to do this." You still never really got, yeah, John, he ends up getting upset and punches Ultraman with his blue electric punch, right? But you never really, even in this, get that idea of seeing the the actual, like, pain and suffering. He went, this is just him now punching the guy. And it didn't feel like this was like, all right, finally, I can, I can move on myself, knowing that John feels better now. Problem is, he never felt, or we never saw him really suffer at all from it anyway. So it's just a shame because this just feels like, in my mind, okay, I got that loose end. Let's just get rid of this shit. Okay, he punches him. See, everybody? He was upset. And it wasn't enough for upset. me. He got upset. Electric powers came. His fist charged blue. You don't even get to see his entire body until the old thing. But, like, his costume changes to electric blue. And it's a, it's a cool moment. I want to see more of electric blue, John. Do you like the song Electric Blue from back in the day? No. 
I no, didn't I like don't. that either. I'm not a big fan. I was going to say, but, maybe I'll do a parody, but no, it's out. But no, I'm not. But no, he punches out Ultraman here, and then he is Ultraman's knocked out, but so is John Ken, because the power was just too much for him. And even to the point where Ultraman comes to before John Kent does, because the boy's all tucking <laughs> out right now. He needs a nap. And thankfully, by the end of this, because the book moves super fucking fast, you have the idea where Ultraman's like, look, you done fucked up, kid. You had all this power. You couldn't handle it. You thought you could take me out when you didn't. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this personally. I'm going to go to your world. I'm going to kill all the your lowest lane as well, all the other lowest lanes. And that's where we have our big cliffhanger for the idea that we're on the Injustice universe right now on that Earth where Superman is reigning supreme. And he ain't going to hear no assholes talking about killing Lois is on no, his watch. Because so he just happened. snaps Ultraman's neck right there. And in the meantime, we do have an idea back on the uh, Fortress of Solitude before we go to the Injustice universe, which this Ultraman has just gone to that universe to kill that killer, which honestly, I just would have loved to actually see in that fight because Ultraman versus an evil Superman as well. It's kind of a cool thing that we never got to see here. But we have to figure out where he's going to go so Red Tornado Lois Lane can pinpoint his next location. And while we're here, we're going to get the Phantom Zone projector because we've got to trap Ultraman. This is the only way we can defeat him right now. We figure out where he's going. We go over there, and immediately, Ultraman comes down, kills Lois Lane to Red Tornado, beats the shit out of Alzad, gets the freaking Phantom Zone projector, sends him to the Phantom Zone, and then John Kent overreacts, uses his heat vision, and melts the Phantom Zone projector so nobody can use it ever again. I'm like, what are we doing I here? Know, I know, and it's, it's one of those where I I think that Tom Taylor, he wanted to have that one-on-one deal. He didn't want Valzad or, you know, Red Tornado Lois to get involved, so there end up out. But really, in my mind throughout this issue, all I keep thinking of as you go through, once Ultraman shows up, it feels like it, it feels like a play where everybody's waiting for their cue to come on because when you do have Ultraman then wake up and I'm gonna end up killing all your lows. Oh, that's my cue. And in comes Injustice Superman to snap his neck. Get on my watch. Yeah, you nobody says that here, snap neck now. I thought I told you to shut yeah, up. Yeah, really. There's a couple <laughs> things in this that I wonder, you know, where in the timeline of Injustice are we at? But also Uh the idea where all I think this is, and this is something that I've been thinking about Tom Taylor for a while now, because back in the day, in Justice Days, and even some of the other things he did, he really was known as the guy who killed characters. He ended up at points joking about it. You don't have that anymore. Now he's the guy, I think he's going in a direction of, okay, I I don't like this idea that people think of me killing characters. So I'm going to go the opposite and have my characters not even punch anybody. They're going to be the greatest ever, and I'm going to end up being known as the guy who celebrates characters. But in this, I worry that all this is about is to have people say, all right, you know, Ultraman's dead, and he was a jerk to John, and now we're going to get, oh, man, because how many people people go online still and say, I hate injustice. That evil Superman is bullshit. I hate we're going to get a redemption of, oh, my God, John, you're my John or like my John would have been. I've been bad. I'm not bad anymore. I don't need that shit, Eric. This is an Elseworlds story that I like. And Out of everything that we saw going into the story, Electric Blue, John, you know, Ultraman and all this stuff, even Earth 2 and Valzad and Red Tornado, I looked forward to all that. The injustice stuff was not something that I really cared about going into the story. But I will say, even though I hate and I mean hate the idea of like, Injustice Superman just killing Ultraman right out because I don't want that character to be gone because we could have done so much more with him. 
I do look forward to the idea of what this Superman is going to do in his world with a, a son that he never had in front of him like that. I just think I he's going to see where the drama I comes was back. wrong, and then they move on. I don't even know how many issues we're going to stay. We'll have to see. I think John's going to have to fight Superman because obviously Superman's going to like uh, John Kent's going to like say he's doing wrong here, but he's like I'm doing this for you and your mother and all this other stuff because I think this Superman is too far gone at this point in time to really have anybody tell him what he's doing is wrong because everybody has tried. The thing is, he did all this because of not having his kid and all that and even in the injustice deal he kept wanting an out and i think that this is just going to be and the way it looks i can't tell if this city is abandoned and this is just superman where the injustice world has gone so shit that he's the only one left and he's just sitting around in in a carcass of a world i don't know but he does say great brow which made me giggle eric because (laughs) of what we've been told but the idea where i think john it's bad the idea i think that john is going to be upset and go with because Tom Taylor is only going to write John in this greatest of ways of I know that he was a bad guy that Ultraman killed a ton of but you you can't kill him you're supposed to be good like my dad Superman I just think that Injustice Superman is going to be like you know what you're right I'm going to now if the world's still going well, I'll be very disappointed if it's that it's, simple it's good to go I'm sorry I apologize here's this and that the other thing that made me laugh I don't know if, if it made you roll your eyes but there was one point where when they get to the deal and they they end up they need to figure out and it is a cool thing that is put out there the only way that they can find ultraman is after he kills somebody because they have to get him when he hops out of a world into another so you're always going to have to get that one last death before you get it but you end up having red tornado lois go yep another clark kent has died i'm like no 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 don't say clark kent that's kind of a weird deal they're not yeah they're not all clark kent's i thought that that was a little bit didn't do anything it just kind of made me like no, listen sexy red tornado lois i don't like that you're tough but i'm gonna rebuild you make you better stronger Tom faster. taylor gives you those issues that if you are here to see wow moments and the characters having some fan service the lowest stuff with jay's really good it's it's fan service but it's nice and it's really good but by it the end good. that can't be the the most substance you get from the whole issue and it kind of was you end up having things happen to happen just so that John punches out Ultraman, he gets... With electric powers. Yeah, and electric powers, that knocks him out, and then you have Snap Neck, and I'm like, what is going on here? Like, the idea that we're worried that there's not enough room, now he's going too quick. I, I don't get it, but... I have a question for you, which I don't even think you're going to be able to answer because I, I have no idea how it's going to work. I don't know if anybody else 42. has any theories about this. Aaron, that's the answer. But we have a Phantom Zone projector from our main universe, okay? We bring it to the Injustice universe and we open it up to the, like, you know, send Valzad and Red Tornado away so they can't bother us anymore. Are they in their multi? Or is the Phantom Zone? I know what you're going to say. The yeah. idea is the is every Earth have its own Phantom Zone. And when I say Earth, I mean universe, obviously. Does every universe have its own Phantom Zone or is it all just one Phantom Zone? And if that's the case, you think that Kryptonians all over the place in the multiverse would be sending all of these people to Phantom Zone and all these multiversal Kryptonians would all be around in the same place. Anybody that any... So I just don't understand how the Phantom Zone works in this idea. You say that and like all of a sudden somebody will be like, it's almost oh, like the antimatter universe or even the, the realm of the God, like something outside sphere of the, gods, the yeah, deal, yeah. sphere of the gods that somebody will say, well, you know, Eric, the sphere. Of the, but you're right. The thing that screws all that up is we never really do see multiversal. The only multiversal characters we probably see in the Phantom would have been the ones that were on our Earth and we send there. So exactly. That is an odd deal. I mean, you end up the Phantom, he's going around on a pirate ship, Eric, right now, 
and, yeah. and so all this. But yeah, Multiversal it is one of games. those things that I think that you play it out like this, and maybe you you haven't thought five steps ahead like an Eric Shea. I always have the same problem with the antimatter universe, and I always want to know: is there more than just the regular maybe antimatter universe? Maybe what it is is when you're in the Phantom Zone. Should be. If you're not aware of this, Eric, there's a thin membrane. In that, that you can push through and that takes that, us to the dark multiverse. The dark multiverse, which isn't the dark multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about the dark multiverse, but it is a it's a question. I would think that each individual multiversal Earth and universe has its own Phantom Zone, but I'm sure. And again, that this and this projector itself like set to our universe. This is just our universe one. And there it is. Does does the setting send them back then through? Which would be a way to get out the multiverse in a backdoor way. Sometimes I, I, I just want to know something here because since we are in the Injustice universe, it's still a Superman here, a Kal El. He should have all the things that a Kal El had, like a Phantom Zone projector. Do we get our friends back through his? Does it work that way? Because the one that was tuned to our Phantom Zone from our universe is destroyed now. I don't know. These are the questions I'm asking. Are the Teen Titans in there with them right now from, from the this Injustice deal would yeah. be so cool. That would be a really cool That'd deal be a great there. callback. And then maybe even heal. Superboy. Yeah, Superboy it was in that. That would be really. Now, that would That'd be, be a great callback that nobody would get. I would like. Yeah, nobody even knows what we're talking about right now unless you're a real fan of Injustice, uh, which I am. I, I don't get the hate for it. So seeing this, though, you would almost think that it's for me. The idea of, oh, my God, that's awesome. But I didn't think it was that awesome. And I, I like that to be a separate thing. So when I think about it, I don't think it's for me. I think it's for the haters, for Tom Taylor to say, look, look, you can't be mad at me anymore because I'm going to rigmarole this out. No, he's a good guy. No, he isn't. He still did his shit. Still going to wait and see. I don't know how that's how it's going to go. I mean, people really blame Injustice, which was a tie into a video game that nobody yeah. you you ended up. I started reading. It, I'm like, play the shit out of that game. It's really good the the comic, and you're like, it's just a bit because people were in tune of a, a tie into a video game. That's bullshit. It's not going to count anyway, and it's bullshit. But now people go so far the other way of blaming it for every dark Superman story that has ever been. And I don't yeah, get weird. it because I think that it was well done. And if like you, the people that were yelling about that, it's like, hey, they'd never heard of Earth 3 in their life. I know. Well, again, it's like people hear things and just pass it on. And, oh, this dark. So the thing is, if you do read Injustice, and I suggest everybody give it a try if you haven't, at least the year one. You see right. that there is a bunch of times where Superman almost doesn't go that next that goddamn phase. Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman. Now, if you She's get upset the worst. about her, She's the villain. Oh, if you would listen, I know you don't listen, but I've gone through on <laughs> our Patreon. I have the full year one. I'm done with that yeah. on our reading club. I'm going to be starting year two tomorrow, actually, nice. just to say. But in that year one, you can't imagine how much I'm screaming about Wonder Woman. Like, you I've bitch, done it. shut your mouth. Like, it's always like, Cal, like, all right, I think, the, no, he's doing that because he, oh, no, she's done it again. She finagles shit. Oh, she's the, the real worst. villain of Injustice. Oh, Nobody talks about it. She is the definite real villain. Uh, oh, my God. But again, then Superman starts. He does start to lose his mind a bit, and he goes further and further, and then he can't pull it That's back, which does. is a shame. And You've gone too far. You can't go back Not now. to make this an Injustice podcast, but well. even while that's going on in that story, Batman he can't get out of his own way either. He could just kind of, you know, settle down a teeny bit and Let's try to get out. Nope. And try to get Wonder Woman the hell away is what you really, but she's like the Yoko Ono of the whole universe. Totally. Always messing up. They're there. She's in the studio with them doing her nonsense, cackling. 
It's, it's a, the worst. <laughs> but no, I sit there, and there are issues where you get a lot of emotions from it. I'm getting all excited about the because you're like, all right, she meant, oh, Batman, what are you doing? And then you get to the next one, you see all that. Just but a universe where people go about things the wrong so way. So when you get into this and when we go forward with this, I don't know that anything from the Injustice universe in this will be something that I'll enjoy because I like that as a separate thing. And like I said, I want to know when this takes place in the no, whole timeline and stuff. And so it, even with that, even the idea with the mention of deceased, I was going to say deceased. Yeah, it, it, John Kent's asking about the idea. Well, aren't there more of me? Yeah, but you got aged up because of being out of time, and that's even weird how that plays out. But there is one other, but he's full of the undead and stuff like that. And it feels weird saying that because the deceased timeline feels like that didn't go ahead of time. Like it's yeah. like that's not ahead in the timeline of everybody else. It feels that we just personally jumped ahead to the future of that to get to an adult John instead of you know it actually going it is organically. Funny. It's funny the way that it, you know i've complained about the multiverse and earth three in particular because when you do go to these multiversal earths you always go back to like that one time you know you, you go back there's never a time where you go and it's like oh shit everybody's dead now like they had this it's always like well except for earth 15 yeah but it's it's they usually covered superboy no, Prime. but when you first start, it's usually the earths all have their sexiest selves eric they're always there like you'll always go and it fixed itself you end up like you'll never go before like you'll never get to the injustice world before shit goes wrong it's but it's it's just weird the whole play of how they do this. Well, with you it do, Jim. Every time you open up a trade to go back to like Red Rain Batman, we'll see how he became a bad a vampire all over again. Again, there's the sexiest self because it's not as fun if he's like down the road old man Red Rain Batman. It's like just sitting well, there. He's a vampire. He's not an old man. Oh, that is true, Eric. <laughs> it's very true. I think Batman died at the end of the story, but I can't recall now how that ended. But that, and that's the the other play here. If you have like an Elseworlds story and shit goes wrong at the end, you'll never end up going to the Earth at that point. It's just a generic. Especially because the, the multiverse keeps getting remade. It does. It fixes itself. But I Stop think they, they laugh at the whole thing. And, and we have fun. And you, it's funny, Mr. Continuity here loves the multi you love the multiverse but i guess that's the way to keep nonsense stories away from the continuity but have fun with it that's why i like it yeah. as well but yeah you actually are a continuity guy who loves the multiverse i bet you that's a rare breed well, it's a it's a problem just because i really love the crimes to get the idea of an evil justice league and all the like the counterpoints to everything from our world that we know everything that's bad is good and everything that's ba- good is bad it's a great concept for me and one of the biggest bads of that world Ultraman. i love it because he's the leader no matter what Al man will say of the crime syndicate, and now he's just dead on a mission that barely felt like it was coherent to begin with. I want to go multiverse, kill some Kalos with this device I have that helps me weaken the Kalos, and it's just kind of be feel thrown away. That being said, though, I do think the art in this issue is great. I love all the concepts that we're dealing with. Still, the biggest thing for me is killing off Ultraman so carelessly for what that means to the rest of the DC multiverse because it just feels like a waste and a shame. But the stuff that we do, a lot of nice moments, a lot of wow moments for our Tom Taylor fans. And I'm here for it. I just want it to be bigger and better ultimately, but I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Uh, I think I'll go 7 as well. I think Clayton Henry, a lot of times he does those giraffe necks, but it's not as noticeable yeah. in this as much, though. Lois, her neck is you know stretchy. But yeah, by the end, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to see what happens next. Her neck's but stretchy. I, I am, <laughs> I am a... Uh, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic, I guess. I'm worried that we're going to get too caught up in the idea of making Injustice Superman a good guy. That's not why I'm here. 
don't even know why I'm here now. I, I really I don't have I any don't expectations know. for how it's going to go. I just if it does ultimately just immediately go to like, why aren't you a better guy, Dad? You're right, John. I should be a better guy. I'm going to be. I just deeply, wonder. Deeply I mean, the only thing that I can see coming forward with the this drama there, what would be would be something with the injustice Superman, obviously, and then trying to save you know Red Tornado and Val Zod because. That the main impetus of this book was I'm to sure, stop we, Ultraman. We and he's dead. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We're at issue two. No credits. Yeah. What are we doing now? It's almost like, what? This wasn't a two shot? Oh, shit. I messed up. I, I done messed up. It's almost like we said about the in the end. Batman about finding out Joker was the red. Like, that at least took some time where we did it. This is like, oh, shit. Like, I thought this was what we were here for. Like, I know Tom Taylor issues are fast, but damn. Yeah, really. So, yeah. And again, like you said, Tom Taylor issues are fast. I, sometimes, not a, sometimes, a lot of times recently, I've been upset about progression and whatnot. But there is always something to like in them. Even if you hate everything, there's always something to like because he does have those moments. And he has so many that will throw scattershot in. Something will hit. And I did like that bit with Lois and Jay Nakamura. I thought that was really nice. And yeah, John punching Ultraman. I don't know though. It didn't. There was no satisfaction from it. I thought there was John totally like you know fell asleep immediately, and Ultraman woke up first. I'm like, I'm gonna kill all the Lois. It's just you want to have that electric blue powers. You want to know what it means ever since the Lazarus reign and what it means like you know calling back to when Superman himself was you know electric blue and then electric red and how that works out. Why John has these powers and is it just tied to his goddamn cape like it seems like Lazarus reign? It's 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 a weird situation, and I want to see it explored. I just don't know how we're going to do it. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm still optimistic. I I would have liked, remember when we were talking, we always talk about John and the volcano and the idea that Ultraman, he would come down and bitch and moan. He'd get things off his chest. And cry. And cry. And I I really thought that this was going to be one of those where we thought that when John, and John's going to be pissed, but when he shows up, that you actually see that Ultraman like missed his little little Johnny boy who he had there for so much time. And it would have been a weird play. Like John's so mad. But there's Ultraman like, oh, my God, you know, I thought of you as a son. My boy, you come home. Like I said, again, he can't get out of his own way. He's a bad guy. But in his mind, he's like, well, I wanted to see almost like John saying, like, you were the worst. You took all this time away from me. You did this. Like, what? I thought you enjoyed it. Like, he would actually in his insane mind like that. That would have been a little more depth. It would have been kind of funny. Couldn't let Superwoman find out, you know, she'd kill you. So I had to keep you safe and hidden. So quiet and so still. How crazy would it have been if we actually saw the idea where, oh, no, no, I had to do that to save your life so you could get back. Even if he was lying or whatever, but there's a lot, a lot of, of things. deeper ideas to everything that we deal with could be really cool, but we never go deep. We only stay surface level for the majority of stuff we do in comics anymore. And it's, yeah, you don't, you don't get that deep. That's, that's the problem. And again, people might have been upset, but there is the idea that a villain a lot of times thinks that he's in the right, like Lex Luthor just and like things Winslow like that. Just like Winslow shot. He just wanted to play with his toys. Those were people, Winslow. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, to him, they're toys, right, Eric? You play around with people as well, manipulating them with your asshole ways. But you end up I'm just sitting here this. staring at my Ultraman action figure telling him, it's going to be okay, buddy. You'll be back. It is funny because somebody like you at the end of this, you actually feel bad about Ultraman die. I don't think that's the, it's the worst. I don't think that's what, but it does end up where. He's such a good bad guy. Grant Morrison just got pissed off about all this multiverse things and stuff like that. The idea that. The Batwoman being killed man, off. Man, it's a yeah. playground. Don't. Just go in and kill people just for shock value. That's because that's all anybody does. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that he cares about Every this, toy but... in the multiversal playground is cannon fodder to get a shock like out of somebody because you can't do anything with your regular main character universe. You're trying to get the shock of a Superman dying, but he's the awful Ultraman. So 
Uh, is the you got me. is the Jeff Johns Forever Evil deal crime syndicate? Is that your favorite? Is that your favorite lineup? It's one of my favorite. It's really good. I like that lineup a lot. It's one of the best redesigns and just the concept thought, like the thought behind how all the characters are and how they work, and even throwing in the idea that you know that uh the having an affair with the Lex Luthor of that world, who's also the Shazam that world, the Mazaz, like all that stuff is really it cool, and we. We kind of screwed that up too because I say we screwed that up. We screwed it up on later on for the Dark Side War, but we kept those characters intact for the most part by putting them in jail, and it was it felt fine for the time. Then everything just got what kind of screwed with up grid, after that. Eric? What's up with Grid? Grid got sucked into the Mobius <laughs> chair. Know, that's a, and we keep wanting him to like pop up somewhere with the Mobius chair. I'm telling you, I'm waiting for his program to overthrow the Mobius chair somehow and cause a real problem in the multiverse. Maybe that explains that nonsense that Wally was. I was going to say, because the only thing I just, that I can think of is Wally on the Mobius chair the last bit of the deal in that flash I'm forward. just thinking about how the reason is, you know, Grid was in the programming of the Mobius chair, and when Batman said, who's the Joker? He was fucking with him. That was just Grid fucking with He's him. Fucking with him. Doesn't He's matter. pranking <laughs> him. He's punking him. He's laughing. They have it videotaped there. There's a multiversal punk Ashton Kutcher of Earth 73, or maybe Earth 69. No, no, it's your boy Grid. <laughs> he was just punking him. Now it sounds like you're trying to do its ridiculousness. All of a sudden, hey, what do you think about that? Multiversal assholes going, man, I think she's going to fall off that boat. That's what happened from ridiculousness. <laughs> that show is on like any time you ever tune in to MTV. That show, I got rid of cable. 24-7. I end up right now. That's the only reason I ever got rid of cable because ridiculousness oh my is always God, on. It's always on. And my son, Alex, my oldest son, loves it. He loves Rob and, and all them. And he anytime you go over his house, he's watching it. I'm like, why are you watching? He's like, it's funny. I'm like, I did not raise you right. But with that, oh, <laughs> somewhere they're they're having a video of Grid punking Batman. That sent Batman on such a bad path, too. The idea that it might have been Grid fucking with him. That'd be hilarious. That would have been. And that would explain the There's idea. There's just so many loose ends to tie up. You could have so many just fun think stories. Of it, with. Though. Now you're getting me all excited about that because the idea where it should, you know, you get back, God, there. It didn't blow Batman's mind. Maybe it's because Grid was kind of keeping that from him and, and fucking with him. That's what I say. Grid, take the wheel. But yeah, I'm a 7 out of 10 as well. I do like the art. And even at the end when you end up having a crying Injustice Superman, it looks great. I thought it looked really it good. And those ears kind of look like mine sticking out like that. No wonder you can hear things. Holy shit, look at you, Dumbo. That's what I'd say to Superman there. Right? You're a dick. <laughs> He'd kill me. This is Injustice Superman. Well, actually, he wouldn't. He'd be like, man, that's kind of mean. But uh, And then... Whoosh, Wonder Woman's whispering in his ear, he snaps my neck. I'm done. He punches right through As me. It's all, it's all Wonder Woman. Yeah, probably. Earth 3? It's all you. Earth 3, Jimmy, he likes everything. <laughs> he doesn't even get upset or anything. He's like the he best. It's the worst when you sit there and say the best you is the Earth 3 you, but I think that might be the case. Yeah, he might have hobbies. He doesn't get hyper-focused on one thing and one thing only. He, he has varied interests, that Earth 3, Jimmy. Uh, but who cares about that guy? That guy's an asshole. But we're gonna ending. He's dead to me. We're, yeah, really. So is Earth Zero, Jimmy. Uh, we end up. That's the first section of books. We're gonna go off. And boy, do we have a, a fun second section. I hope that Eric can end up convincing me not to lose my mind even more and my voice. It hasn't Eric, worked so the far. Deal. Well, it hasn't. But I did. I, you actually. Me and you talking about the injustice stuff, I will tell you, it got me fired up. So I think my score went up. Good story. It went up a half a point, not even because of what we read. It's just because I was in a better mood. I'm like, oh, my God, we should do this every time. Uh, but we'll go off now for a second, and we'll be back with the remaining books of the night. 
If you look at comic reviews, it isn't hard to find some hack that says it's a golden age. It's not really a clever ruse. I guess that they're all blind. I must be seeing something else on the page. Honesty is such a lonely word. All these reviews are so untrue. That's why I'm counting on the Get Fresh crew You can always find someone giving perfect scores to shit But Eric Shea says that stuff ain't around But we're the ones they criticize They were negative and so toxic if it all DC's burning to the ground Honesty is such a lonely word All these reviews are so He stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks a tear is tear Well, that's just Eric Shay Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap Spends all his money buying all that crap Well, that's just Eric Shay and here we are for the last two books of the night. What would you call this section, Eric? I'd call it the shitty section myself, but what would you go with? <laughs> Batman adjacent? <laughs> the Wolfman. It is Batman adjacent a bit, but I don't know. Maybe I'll call it the Wolfman. Maybe I'll call it something else by the end. I'm not sure, but we'll jump right into it, Eric. No reason to make this go any longer than it needs to, but I don't know what you okay. think of these books. I'm really interested What's happening to see right now? what you think, Eric. I'm trying to talk really well. Tanya's walking downstairs right now, and she's going to move the door at the bottom of the stairs, and I was afraid it'd make a noise. But hey, whatever, Eric. It's I a told weird her, podcast. I, well, she ends up coming out, and um, we're about to hit the song, and I'm, I thought that she would go like quick enough to get out before the song was done. That did not happen. She didn't even start, but... Here we go, Eric. Oh, my goodness. Where's Jess? Should I edit that out? Eric. How dare you? <laughs> what are we starting with? Poison Ivy, number 11, written by G. Will Wilson, with art by Marcia Takaro, Arif Prianto, and Hassan Atzmain Elhal. And in this, we continue the idea of the, I don't know, the bored, rich, white women retreat of, like, you know, a spa day with Poison Ivy and Jenna from HR, and the idea of the Lamia taking over from all of the grass greens like the green grass like shakes that everybody was drinking and the lamia like yeah, well, spores it has taking those over mushrooms more. and that yeah, turns the into spores, the lamia yeah. deal because they didn't take enough effort to look at the mushrooms that they picked see the it gets into a, this, it, it's, look it gets into a weird situation here because 
it does one thing that I wanted it to do because at the end of the initial arc of Poison Ivy with the Lamia spores taking over. I knew that it, you would like the idea that at least you get some explanation and some Lamia well, yeah, spores. It, it seems, though, when Poison Ivy got most of her power back for what she had previously, that she believed to be lost once, you know, Queen Ivy and like Naive Ivy were combined together. The reason that this whole series exists in the first place. That when she got her powers back was all through the Lamia spores. And then you and I talked about the idea of the Scott Snyder introduced concept of the gray, the fungi and stuff like that from his Swamp Thing run. I'm like, is she less of the green now and more of the gray in Avatar for that to a degree? Because with this, it seems that she does have control over the Lamia spores as it tries to evolve and survive like anything that's living tries to do. And like the idea of taking that over and like even seeing the Lamia powered like poison ivy with that new kind of like, I want to say costume, but it's more of like, you know, all the fungus growing around her. This was a cool concept to me that this kind of gets watered down in the bits of like. Watered down? Right. I don't even think she's trying to do what you think she's doing. I think she's just throwing shit at the no, page. No, no, no. I can see some stuff here that I want to happen. I'm uh, saying yeah, that yeah. it's definitely no, I'm happening. Saying, I'm saying I know and I see it too. And when we started seeing some stuff like that, I thought, okay, this might make sense in the idea of tying it back to the stuff with Woodrow and the things that you started yeah. because. It had a purpose at the beginning, whether or not I loved it. I say it every time we talk about this at the beginning. I thought it was a little over the top, but it's, you know, be careful what you wish for. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I'm praying that we could get back to something that has a focus and that focus that would have led us to maybe a definitive version of Ivy that could even be part of the gray kind of going with that. That would have been awesome. That would have been really the status cool, quo, at least for a bit, because nobody wants to keep things like changed. Yeah. And make her a little different so that, you know, you can throw her in with stuff with like a swamp thing as either a villain or a compadre or so. But when you get this, this book has been scattered all the time. We said it already. Once it was extended, it seemed to change. Then when it yeah. became an ongoing, it changed again. Now it j- with this issue going back, I thought that it was a, a kind of the devil's hand here, Eric, because you go back to Lamia Spore stuff, which, okay. Let's we never really again. left that, though. But I know, and I even said that to you before, like the idea, we never really got rid of it. But when you get to this issue, this is a roller coaster ride of bullshit. You end up going from highs and lows of, oh, my God, I'm so crazed up and I love this whole deal with this Lamy. Oh, no, I'm going to sue you. Oh, I tried to do no, it right. You. I am a bitch. The issue I- completely falls apart by the end because of this whole idea of the people behind the pyramid scheme or the spa, whatever you want to call it. The, the, the woman who wants to sell rich board, like, you know, white women, all the spa treatment stuff that they can go and tell all the friends about and with extended prices, they went about things the wrong way. They pick, She paid people to pick mushrooms for these shakes that she sold to people, but they they did it a little like i was gonna say underhandedly but just a little rush because you needed to meet the order and this woman's she's all upset to like oh my god ivy you did this i'm gonna sue you but you're really to blame because you had this person by do this and then we did this and things got out of hand with these poisonous lamia spores and ultimately forgive me ivy i went around things the wrong way i should really think before i act in the future that all falls apart and is bullshit. But when we start the issue out, like, I'm not happy with the setup to begin with the spa day with Janet from HR and Poison Ivy and all these women having an orgy because they're Eyes all wide hopped shot. up on mushrooms. Yeah, they're all exactly. having orgies. And the big thing, the big play last issue was, what am I going to tell my kids? Oh, my God, this might be on the Internet. And then we get to this. And but now I, it's I round just... two of the Lamias hitting your liver for the second time and making you feel really good about it. But the cool aspect of that outside of the terrible setup that I dislike is that all the power that Poison Ivy has tied in with the Lamia, it seems that she's able to take control of these women. She has pretty much puppets at, at her disposal, as long as they're infected with the Lamia spores. And she realizes, well, shit, I'm going back to my eco-terrorist ways. Women, 
Now that you're all infected with spores, now, we're going to go and I'm stop an oil truck. First. Uh, it, 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 what happened to the idea that this Lamia just decimates you and kills you and you're done? Well, that was, uh, it, it was a weird thing because Woodrow even said that wasn't the case. It was just something that they got sick. But a few people will. Get, uh, get decimated and stuff like that. Even the idea that I she says, I don't think this was originally well. made to be surveillance. And I'm like, no, it was originally made to do That's mind what control but is what everything it was. Gets, everything gets lost in the shuffle in this deal. But like you said, you go from there because, yeah, now we're going to have an army of ladies so, and taking it is, to the streets. While we immediately take it to the streets just to stop an oil truck, which is going to cost the oil companies fucking millions of dollars in the long run somehow, all, all the stuff that you want to do, like, it's very heavy handed. But when we get past that, where these truck drivers are going to just run these women down because fuck them and their goddamn protests in the middle of the night, the poison ivy is able to transport them to the like the lamia membrane, the fungus membrane, and it's a new kind of power set that she has, and because these women are infected, she's able to do it. This is upping the ante for Pamela Isley. It's allowing her to do new and interesting things that she doesn't fully understand yet. It's almost like the spore drive we had in Star Trek Discovery. It seems like how we're traveling and all these different concepts. I like this stuff. I don't. I think it's it immediately shit. Falls It's nothing. Apart. Well, it falls it, apart. Nothing's really explained. And all you get, I mean, the idea that in this, as we get to this, you have the spa owner where yeah. she's, you know, you can't have a, it's what we said earlier. You can't really have a villain. So it's the spa owner that, Oh my God, her real crime was not looking into more of, uh, you know, a quality control control of mushrooms. But in the end, it's like, oh, don't worry about it. We're good. Let's go. And now we end up having, and I just sit there. And when I'm reading a book, I, I like in comics where I sit there and I say, oh man, like an Ultraman. That guy's bad to the bone, Eric. I I need him to go down. You end up having to force an issue because you have what looks like a a couple, a a guy and a gal. They're just truckers. They're just doing their job. They're trying to make a a buck. And all of a sudden, they're the real villain in this book. We're going to run these bitches down. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then she's like, they won't do that. I know they won't end up running. Holy shit, they did it. The big play is, really, the big thing in this book is playing chicken. With, yep. a, with a truck and so to make the these and again you have to have this couple if it was just this old guy and a lady who hey this is our retirement but we're going to use this to make some money you can't have that so you have to even push the idea look at these like they're even being the art of like look at these assholes even and the idea oh they're, they're even you climate freaks like no they, they, they're just doing their job and you end up all that is just so over the top push to me to get to that point of Oh shit, they're gonna run us over. And then she ends up having this power out of nowhere. That's fine, but what the fuck is going on in this book? We've had this. This isn't just the first issue. The idea, we had it from the beginning, even as the part you liked of the idea, hey, that guy's picking a guave. I'm gonna kill him. And then even with Janet from HR, then Janet at HR's like, you know, you should be good because when you came and you found me, you got the Lamia spores out of me in that book. That really wasn't that, that beforehand, but, yeah. but we'll end up making it that now. It, it's just nonsense. I mean, look, Pam, can't we put all this behind us and just keep going down on each other? Because I was really having a good time on the last issue. Here's the thing. It's almost the idea where I thought G. Willow Wilson had something going on. Again, I keep saying I didn't love it, but you liked it more. But the idea that she was going to destroy the world. That made her interesting because it was something new and it was something maybe she was mission, controlled. Yeah. Maybe she wanted to do this. This is the end game for her. But since then, it's become just this nonsense of 
Let's go to the spa where they suddenly have mushrooms with Lamia, and now we're going to have an orgy. Now well, we're going to stop this truck. We were going on a killing spree, essentially, cross-country to kill as much people as possible. All that fell like, through oomph, when right? Woodrow said, oh, no, none of that worked, and it was all my plan. So it took all the agency away from Pamela, and nothing that she did really mattered. Now when the series was continued on after she killed Woodrow, it's just, all right, I'm going to drive a little further. Oh, my God, more Lamia stuff. This is crazy. And like the idea that... I'm going to stop this eco problem that we have in different towns, but it's all tied back to the Lamia for some reason. It never made any sense. It was just continuing a story that didn't need to be continued on that front. And I, all I need out of this at this point in time is for it to change up Pamela Isley. Make this original part of the story, make it worthwhile by doing something to Pamela at the end. And it seems like we're getting there. It's just every time that we actually have some situation in the book that we need to do, like to have filler or just apply or something, it's just over the top. The thing that gets me, though, is I think that it takes a step back as you go. It's MC Scat Cat because she sits there and she's like, you even get the idea at first. You're like, oh, shit, here we go again. In the hills, not far away, is a small oil refinery. It's isolated, remote, difficult for it to call in reinforcements. So uh, we're going to take it to the streets. But then when we get to it, and this, I mean, I don't know what is going on here, but is it supposed to be you set up these people and like, man, I'm starving. I could go with pizza and chicken wings. Is there something G. Willow like thinks that that's bad? I don't understand the idea of setting up these bad people. Oh, I they, wonder was pizza and chicken yeah, wings. Yeah, like pizza this. and chicken wings. I mean, I don't get it, but you end up where they're going to stop it. And then Pam, this is what gets me though. Now she is this eco fighter, but she's not going to go and just kill everybody because they deserve to die. What she's really going to do is make them a little inconvenience. She's going to end up, instead of blowing up a building, she's going to go in and pull the fire alarm so that everybody wastes Take an that. afternoon. And that doesn't feel like Chip away at the stone, piece by piece. It feels silly where she's like, eventually. But especially because we just walked down a hill from the spa where we're at. Like, <laughs> yep, here's a freaking oil refinery. We're going to stand in the way of a truck. That's all we're doing here. And, and while we you do want And while you do want to experiment with the idea that Pamela Osney can control women who are, or just people who are infected by the Lamia spores, this is a silly setup. Like I said, every time we have something with the plot or a setup that we want to do to further what we're having here, it's just always over the top. Like even the idea of Cheryl, who's in charge of the spa, and like you know she's going to sue this because of You're all she wanted to do mess, this. Cheryl, I she's not. She's on that. Lamia. Well, but I'll just say it's the it new just, math. It just falls apart because now it's like I'm going to sue you, and then Pamela gets all spored oh up. She God. gets scary. She fucks with the mind because she's infected with Lamia to the point where I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm never going to act like this ever again. It's just this, this over the top kind of way that we have our regular people acting. Like the thing is, I don't mind Pamela Isley in this. It's just her in a really fucked up situation that doesn't make sense around her. But what she's doing right now. It's new and different to her, and she's at least experimenting with it. I, yeah, what is she, a college? You end up where this is going on, and like you said, the thing with Cheryl, and I just want to remind you, she's still, still on meth. still on meth, Cheryl. She might be on the sport, but again, like you said, you go from Janet from HR, she's making out with Ivy. Then she says, I have to, you know, think that you're good because you didn't kill me. You got the spores out back in Gotham. Then you end up having Cheryl come in like, you did this, you asshole. It was you. Oh, my God, it was me. No, it was this you. This is like, fraud, entrapment. I'm going to sue or something. It almost plays out like the Green Goblin in the you know the Spider-Man movies of the whole deal of like, it's you. Oh, no, it was me. Oh, no, no, it was you. I'm going to sue you. This is entrapment. And then Poison Ivy goes all, you know, whatever you'll call it, all spored up, right? All She's a real up. fucking spore. 
she ends up where she you goes. And, decisions. and this is <laughs> this is her big giant transform talk. Who did you send out there to go rooting through the dirt for your overpriced mushrooms? Were they trained? Were they a rush to fill orders? I'm like, this doesn't fit the such comic a rush that something deal. poisonous slipped past them. I should make you drink every last drop of that slime you were serving. A little lamy and you see Keller's a little more, and you'll beg me for death. Ooh, I'm so sorry. Please wait. Like she's like, what's next? Oh, I heard that this one brand of dog food had a recall. Let's go get those assholes. It doesn't feel See, like a big comic booky thing to me. Pamela, for her to just Pamela, yell, you didn't look at things. Pamela, bad, bad quality I thought control. A company that helps people take care of themselves. We spend so much time on our jobs, our families, and our bodies. The bodies start to break down. I wanted to give people something wholesome. I wanted to nourish them, but it just got bigger and bigger, and I started cutting corners before I knew it. I was exactly the kind of person I claimed to hate, and ah. now all that bad karma is coming back to get me. The real villain of the story, karma. Karma. And you know, because as we even know, with the idea, a bitch. karma's a bitch, yes. <laughs> and the thing is, this is all silly, like the oil truck. You're all still silly, but it's a you. way to further our story. And I'm telling you, these little. You can further a story. It's a bullshit story. It's, it's, you know, the thing is, the, the story is not bullshit. The interludes that we're no, using to further the story. Bullshit. Because even the idea that we're talking about in this, where the Lamy itself wants to evolve, it wants to survive like anything that is living, we see that happening now where the Lamy, like infested Cheryl, is now almost like the, uh, the freaking, what do they call it in The Last of Us? The, um, oh, I yeah, can't think of the hell they call it. But anyway. Them. The infection comes out and it actually starts killing Cheryl right in front of everybody. Ivy's trying to use all her newfound powers to stop it, but she can't. And then her body just rips apart to this new species that was created alien style. And I'm like, all right, this is gross and disgusting and something new. I can get behind this at least. And what does this mean for Poison Ivy with her powers? Can she control this monster inside of this what used to be Cheryl? In the roundabout deal, I actually thought I might be mistaken, but I think they go back to Gotham next issue. That, that's what it seemed like the solicits were pointing out, that they're just going back to, you know, Harley next issue. It we'll might see. be two issues. But the thing where I'm saying that the story's been put, we have gone from, okay, this couple, Janet from HR showed up because of a bullshit story. You ended up every every place we've gone, including Amazon, which was in there and all this and the it's the company, bullshit. not the place. It's all, yeah, the company. It's all just bullshit. It's all her just showing up and saying, all right, I'm going to take down these at without any setup, without any real story behind no, it. Just the idea, even with it's the scavenger hunt of nonsense and these truckers. It's just, you end up where I think that, yeah, there's this, you know, overarching story behind everything, but that's not what G. Willow Wilson wants to concentrate on anyway. That just almost feels like. They're making her do that. In the meantime, she wants to take down spas and truckers who are, have oil. And and it, it ends up where any sort of progress in my mind of saying, okay, this will be cool. Like at the end, it's horrific. But it's so goofy before that with the shit with, I, you know, just Cheryl with her back and forth and all this. It's just bad. And the art, the art is good, but it, it almost like gets... It gets too much. It's too much all over the place because of the story to me that I can't even say that I would buy this just for the art anyway. I'm more of a story well, you wouldn't guy. Do that for but, anybody. Well, I'm more of a story guy, but I'm not at the end. I don't sit there and go, man, that art was great because some of it is just I don't know if it's because you can get wacky with it. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's it's cool. But it's nonsense. And like I said, the big moment of her transforming and she's yelling about quality control at a spa. That That's just it's it's hooey. And then I by know. the end, and I see there, and I'm like, but yet the, it keeps selling. 
it's an ongoing now and i just every month i wait to see those sales and see what i think it should be selling like a drop of a hundred rankings down to the deal because i read a lot better books than this that are like a jeremy adams flash he's off the flash because the sales weren't there how does this sell how is this selling it is a bullshit story that's always all over the place you never know that's the one thing you never know where you're gonna go i guess absolutely not yeah it just ends up where it just doesn't feel focused enough maybe we're getting back to that but i think that you go back to gotham and harley and you lose that focus anyway so we'll see how that plays out we'll see uh, but again, I have read some of the solicits for when they go back, and it just seems, hey, wackiness with Harley. And I, I, I don't know. We'll have to see how it plays out. But what would you give this? I think the art in this issue is great. I enjoyed a lot of this. And the idea of the evolution of the Poison Ivy's powers, as well as the Lamy itself, to be a counterpoint to, like, can she control this? Is it going to be her greatest enemy because of how she's infected as well? I don't know. I look forward to a lot of stories. I think it's handled well here. It's just like I said before, all the setup to get to these places that I like. It's riddled with nonsense, like the idea of, like I said, the oil rig and then Cheryl herself. A lot of nonsense in that. But the overall story, I look forward to reading more because I want to see how this is going to change the character of Pamela Isley and where it can take us and hopefully be in an interesting direction. So I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. I am. Well, we did talk about chicken wings, but I'm giving this chicken strips. I give it a fuck you five. I can't stand it. I hate it. And I don't think that there's any thought in G. Willow Wilson's mind to progress Ivy in any sort of big way in this continuity or universe. I think that she is just she's fine with going to spas, road trips and making out with Janet. I don't think that she has a bigger idea of. Like being a caretaker and going, well, I, I'm just saying from what I read, I don't think that she is here to, man, I really want to establish Ivy in this different deal or whatnot. I just think she's just writing bullshit each time. And she's going to think of almost like we say with Mark Russell, she's just going to think, well, what else ruins the environment? Well, I'll go rail on that. And then the Ivy will show up. See, and- now Mark Russell is a, is a writer that I could say, like, you know, I could jump to this conclusion because of everything I've seen so far. That it seems like he even goes on to say, I'm doing this as, a, like, and it doesn't matter what the character does in his story as long as he can tell that story. He comes out and says that. So I can say that, like, you know, Mark Russell, he will do things like that. You, you've only read two things from G. Willow Wilson. And so, and, but and even only that, I've, I've read a couple, yeah, you've read the, what's it called? Wonder Woman and this. That's all I think that you've That's actually. That's all that G. Willow's done? Yeah, so all the rest of the stuff was like Miss Marvel at at Marvel and stuff like that, or the dreaming. It's nothing that you would have read. You're not yeah. into a lot I of those things. I just feel that we so. had G. Will Wilson more in DC Comics. For no, some we had the the big thing was Wonder Woman, which was kind of bullshit. She didn't really do much with Wonder Woman, but it was it was that's another thing. I just don't see any focus here, and I don't think that she has you know that greater idea of being an impactful thing with actually. I mean, I think she's actually an editorial probably be afraid to really go full out because they want this book to continue. And I think they're going to go with just, hey, we'll just do these little things at the end. Nobody really gets hurt, except, I mean, Cheryl's fucked at the end here, but we'll see. But should she be able to now control Cheryl because of all this nonsense? Well, Cheryl's dead. This thing's different. Well, I'm saying this thing, but who knows what the the fuck it is. Yeah. So I just think that we're like, it's truth or consequences. And. I think they go, well, she got what she deserves. What happened if at the end, like, you look at it, she just turns into a, a tree and they, they leave. But they can make leave. like a tree and leave. Oh, my God. There you go. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like that book, Eric. But I think I uh, didn't like the next one more. But here we go. What's next? The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing, number seven, written by Matthew Rosenberg, with the backup by Matthew Rosenberg and Ryan Cady, and art by Carmine D.G. Domenico, Romeo Fajardo Jr., Tom Napolitano, Will Robson and Hi-Fi. And in this issue, sadly, 
We are still in L.A. where the real Joker is trying to make his flight to LAX to get back to Gotham. And it's the biggest problem with this book because I don't know if I'm alone in my like the idea of this because I want to like this book because the concept of the faux Joker is my main concern. And I guess I was talking about I don't know if I'm alone that maybe your people are here for the a real Joker book. It's just every time we're here with the real Joker, it's just gags about L.A. that I can get on, like I can figure out, but it, I'm, they're not oh, yeah, for me you can because I'm not from out. L.A. Yeah, no. with the idea we're going to make fun of In-N-Out Burger and LAX and the freeway over here. It's just not like the, the, a day in the life of Joker, even trying to catch a flight, that could be fun. It's just it's a bunch of jokes that don't feel like they matter ultimately to get us from our point. And even throwing in Kate Spencer, the Manhunter, yeah, you do some stuff with the idea that she became an alcoholic because of what the job you're doing. What feels like character moments for and character development for Kate Spencer and where she is currently in her career as a superhero because nobody else is using Kate Spencer, but it's very sporadic and it feels weird here just to put Kate Spencer in this book to give her something here to fight the Joker, but ultimately. Where does that take us? Hey, there ain't no superheroes in L.A. Well, I'm here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. She's called the Manhunter. They wouldn't like me if I was called a lady killer. Hey, person <laughs> hunters on our tail. I, I ended up arguing with Brad in the, in the Slack. And uh, we were talking about this. And he was saying and he, he agreed at, along the way of the idea of, you know, some of these jokes are very specific to LA. I'm like, here's the thing. I sat there and I even did a review of this on YouTube as well. But the idea where, oh my God, in and out burger, watch out. The Joker's in town to yell I about never you. Had animal style. All right, cool. And he, oh man, everybody going crazy about the, the these cheap burgers. Now, here's the thing. You have in and out burger in seven states. So you're already limiting your deal. I had in and out burger. I was in Arizona visiting Tanya's aunt and uncle. And I'll tell you, it was delicious, Eric. I loved it. I, I, I really did like things. it. So the idea that the, but is, it's like one of those things where is Matthew Rosenberg trying to be clever? Like everybody loves it. But that's why the joke, but there's nothing clever about it. The, the jokes all seem to just get thrown at you. They fall flat for the most part. But really, in the end, I sit there and I'm like, stop telling your stupid fucking jokes and let's see some story. This book is seven issues in and we're no Hope we closer. can make our flight. This, this freeway's at a deadlock like it always is at this time. Yeah, Am oh, I man. right? And that's where I, all of a sudden it becomes, <laughs> oh, you got me. It becomes Saturday Night Live skit, the Californians, when they're like, we should have <laughs> taken 110 to Route 3. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, all you need is, uh, what's that, header guy? Uh, giggling and breaking oh, his yeah. deal yeah i like him but you end up in this though like i just, you, you keep waiting for something to happen and then as it's not happening i'm getting more and more angry and i'm trying to you know stay calm with this to actually explain so it's not just it's not just why, a vendetta. why would you not stay calm well i'm saying because it angers it's just me a comic but this comic is overpriced number have one fun with it. like you know that you have a backup so the price goes up right which is ridiculous this book was already four ninety nine. This is a five ninety nine book. This is six dollars. This is the most expensive, pretty much ongoing book, and nothing has happened in seven issues. Again, we usually don't talk about the price because we get the copies free. We get review copies. I read the review copy. I felt like I was ripped off, Eric. How's that? I end up going You're through cheap. this, and you end up. Well, I am, but I'm not easy, Eric. I am not. Yeah, uh, yeah kind of easy too. So you start off the deal, and with that. I, I want to know like you and I really just want to find out about the faux Joker, not because I'm interested. It's because you're interested. I'm interested. Yeah. So then I'm thinking to myself, I okay, one. what the fuck happens when we find out? I mean, is this something where we have to realize that the series is only based on it's almost like the idea of the John Kent story where, oh, my God, Ultraman's done. You did it. What are you going to do now? 
this book for seven issues were no closer to anything. And I think that maybe the point is, is if you end up that mystery, then the book's over. So keep, but you're not getting anything. It's not even enjoyable. The thing is, you are getting some things in the background, which are the most enjoyable parts of this book. The majority of the issue is the real Joker trying to get to LAX. And the that's... background, you, you get Jason Todd transferred hey, to hey, Blackgate. Hey, and hey, you hey, get hey, little, hey uh, we're in the sewer. You're dead. Okay. I will tell you what we get. The, the character development on Manhunter, how she feels about things. Who the things, fuck I cares think about Manhunter in this book? People who cares about DC Nobody Comics Nobody cares whole. about Manhunter where they're reading a Joker book and she just shows up. The, 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 uh, the idea is, that we come to a Joker book and you're impressed that a Manhunter development? Yes, I am because I like DC Comics. Yeah, but, but that's the not idea- the, the, the Joker book, not the Manhunter book. Okay, well, I guess I can't you. enjoy anything like except for John Kent and the John Kent book. Well, that's the thing. You did. <laughs> this Manhunter doesn't even fit the story. It's just shoved in because L.A. doesn't have anything. But, but she's why? there. Yeah, but it's there to just pad out fucking nothing. I thought it was handled well is what I'm saying for the idea of how a character feels who is goes to become an alcoholic because of what the life brings her to and sitting there at AA trying to be a better person for her son. I just thought it was pretty well done for the idea of a woman who is a superhero who's a single mom and wants to be better overall. That, well, you're right. I did look and when they did announce this Joker book, I thought, I hope that we get Manhunter progression. And even then it, it, it plays out that he, Joker just ends up showing up and it's all thrown aside anyway. Do you think that any of this is going to make the Manhunter, Kate Spencer, any more viable or a better character going forward? Because nobody's going to. It keeps it relevant. Relevant. Well, tell you, is, is Solomon Grundy better because he bandaged up the faux Joker? I mean, to a degree, this isn't I even what like this that idea. Is, the, the, the faux Joker, though, it actually it adds some like background to the whole thing because Solomon Grundy sees a kindred spirit in the faux Joker, and I want to know if it is true or not by the end of this. But we do come to a conclusion that Solomon Grundy feels for the faux Joker and wants to keep him like you know. I want to say alive, which is a weird thing to say. I think that he's just he saying feels, he's a zombie that's been reanimated, and that's where we get the faux Joker. He says you're but dead. Again, exactly. You're dead. And I want to know what that means and how that means anything to what we're doing, because I don't know how the guy itself is alive and actually like a Joker, but we know he got shot in the head. And him being dead here, I'm like, okay, I want to know more about that. But again, when when we play this and it and kind of came to be the deal with the idea where the backups have all been about the idea of having multiple jokers how could we have multiple jokers and now i'm like i think that's all this bullshit from those backups are just what we're getting the bullshit in the front up as well is this going to explain anything or that i don't think it does anyway and at the end i'm just like what sort of this is a mystery that just i i just i don't know who's interested besides you anymore it's seven issues this is over a half a year of this book and we have the joker there Yakking about fucking airports and now Kate Spencer. I, I just don't know why this book and even exists. Moth. And then Killer Moth just jumps out of a fucking plane. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I want to see how Killer Moth has anything to do with anything that's going on in the series and why he's trying to get to LA to, do, like, as I assume, meet up with the Joker. It's just a crazy situation where you make Killer Moth almost look like a badass for what he's doing because his he flight's being like rerouted because yeah. of what the Joker's currently doing right now in LA. And he says, well, fuck this. I paid you guys to get me where I need to go. Since you can't fulfill that and you're going to like, you know, move us to San Diego, well, I don't have to act like a civilized citizen anymore. The, the rules are gone because you broke our rules of like engagement here. So he just like grabs us, like a, a, a parachute and he says, hey, and anybody asks, let him know this guy did. He just holds up the Killer Moth mask, opens up the plane and this jump so I'm like, this is for the first time in a long time that you have done anything, Jory, that made you look like a badass. That's still, uh, and uh, you say about the Kate Spencer stuff, I still think that's uh, it's ridiculous. But <laughs> Killer Moth is the best part of this 
And I end up where I'm there and he's doing that. And, I, and it's quick, but it actually, you actually fear a bit of, of kill. It's funny because I do think that Matthew Rosenberg does it in a good way. He ends up, you don't really know exactly. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh shit, it's Killer Moth. But yet he's a badass. That, that When he showed the mask, I'm like, oh shit, it's Ambush. But oh, wait a minute. It's Killer Moth. <laughs> I actually thought it was Ambush Bug at first. Like, what is he doing fucking around? And even then, it would have fit just as well as it. But when he jumps off, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, that, that's like, that is a killer. D.B. Cooper over it, here. It's like D.B. Cooper, but it also, for some reason, it might be because of those sequels, but it reminds me of Point Break shit as well. I'm like, look yeah. at him, he's Point Breaking this shit. And I'm like, all right, I'll call him Brody from now on. And it, with all this going on, though, I just want, I want something to happen that kind of connects everything going on. And the I Joker agree. talking about, the Joker himself is the least interesting part about the story. Everything wrapped around is what I care about, even the Jason Todd stuff, even though it's a weird, like, you know, degression from where he was as a character. But I care about that character and I want to see where he goes from this. The faux Joker I care about. Yeah, I didn't kill him off. I love Killer Moth because I want to see him get a win for once. And maybe he will here. Maybe, and all but- this stuff, I like, even adding Kate Spencer. Am I a huge Manhunter fan? No, because I don't know anybody who's a huge Manhunter fan, but you're doing stuff here that's more interesting than the Joker in the own Joker book, and the majority of it is the regular Joker, and it sucks. The thing about the Manhunter, that I could get behind it a little more of it, and we talked about this on the Patreon, the idea of all the people dying in Heroes in Crisis, they were actually saved by Gold Beetle, they came back, all that, so that ended up where we're like, I don't know why we did that, but some people might be happy that you ended up tying that in and whatever. If there was something with Manhunter, any character that suddenly Matthew Rosenberg ends and it does fix something that was inherently wrong with the character, some story that happened before that, say it was the Bendis fucking Leviathan shit. Makes sense. The last time she was used. And you would think of the idea, oh man, that really got under my skin. I wish that it was better. And this ended up, this just feels like, what character can I use? What's her background? I'll tie it in here to waste time. It just wastes space. It's nice enough, but well, it does, I don't, it does that's not why the I'm Joker here. In a dire situation where it looks like Kate Spencer is going to take it to the streets and drown the Joker in four inches of water after she T2'd him. Is that something that you sit there and think, okay, drunk Kate Spencer, this is a good progression of her? I don't think Sober she's going to kill Spencer. anybody. I don't think she's going to end up killing Joker. Then she's pretty bad she's a with that. Yeah, but she's not a man killer. Uh, but even that, it's just, it felt like a shame Batman either. She might take this to heart and figure, you know, the world would be in a better place without the Joker. That they're like, hey, who can I fuck around? Okay, you can use her. All right, I'll look into it. And at least he did look into it. He got the, you know, the names right with the kid and stuff like that. Okay. But she wasn't, I love the idea where she's like, I'm Kate Sp-, And they're like, oh, you can't use real names. I swear to God, I wonder, say, okay, my name is Sue or something. She already used Kate, so she just goes with it. It's fine. But she almost says Superman away. It's just because I don't. But at the end, I just want to see what's going on with the Joker. Again, we don't buy the book, but if I if I had to buy this I just want to see what's going on with the faux Joker. Well, if I had to buy this book, this book would not be on this podcast because I would not spend money on this nonsense that keeps meandering. It's not worth what you get and the backups aren't worth it either oh no the backups are bullshit they're they're not worth it even at all. when we get to the point where we this have the my joker one, and solomon grundy i end up okay maybe you know let's get some things yeah you get that kind of weird hey we're both dead okay what does that what mean does that how mean? are we gonna oh, go yeah with, does solomon grundy think clones are dead or is this a reanimated deal with i, I don't if know it if is, solomon grundy has a concept of clones lazarus uh, we'll get some bullshit but that at least is, okay, let's see what's going on. It may explain why you have that. And in the next Joker, issue, but... been a while, Killer Crocodile. 
Yeah, yeah. Again, clock coming up. I kind of just want the, the, the mystery to be solved. Please, if we end up next issue and the real Joker's still in L.A. and now he's bitching and moaning. Well, I don't know how he's getting out of L.A. next what issue. What else could he bitch and moan about now? I, again, we're just going to sit there and meander with him. He's going to be mad about something. Casting couch. Maybe, maybe Kate Spencer will kill this Joker. And what we'll be left with is the faux Joker as our main well, one. I thought that that's how we're going to end the series when we do. Maybe. It'll be the idea. But it'll be ambiguous. Which one is it? But really, does it matter at that point? As long as you think you're that, whatever. You, you have that going on. But Well, I just know that the faux Joker feels different than our regular Joker. And maybe that's because of brain trauma. I don't know. Maybe. But again, I mean, when... When Oliver came back as a construct, were, were we that upset? Uh, we, you know, it's still him, right? When Tony well, Stark didn't know that he was, was an AI or whatever. whatever. It, 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 was, it was a problem because, you know, Oliver had to go and get his soul back because Etrigan was going to kill him because there he was a go. dirty, filthy hollow. So the only thing I can think of is if the book ends with some crazy, wacky shit like that, all it is is going to set up yet another book where we'll meander again with that. But you do have the backup. It's Ryan. Ryan Katie with Matthew Rosenberg. Yeah. It's okay. Again, all these backups are. No, no, they, they mean nothing. It's just goofy nonsense. It's just to show why there could be multiple Jokers, and in this, he's running that, to be that president. That doesn't do it for me. And you end up, well, that's what they are. That's what he says I, they I'm are. I'm just saying, the 100%. idea of that, it, it doesn't make any sense why there are multiple Jokers. Well, what about multiple fucking gaggies and jack and apes and stuff like that? It's just random situations with a Silver Age kind of tinge to it that are just nonsense overall. And in this issue, the Joker's running for president. And the best part about this is I don't mind this one. because I think they're all nonsense. I don't think we need them at all. But it's just kind of funny because everybody hates the Joker, even though he's, the idea of him running for president doesn't stop anything. And they keep having body doubles come out for him who Deathstroke keeps killing over and over again. And it's funny to the point where, yeah, I'm not going to do this presidential thing anymore. But you know what I am? I mean, it doesn't make sense. I'm the king of England. Yeah, uh, whatever. Look at me. I'm the I wish just, he said he was the queen of England. Just me. It's just then. funny to me that these multiple jokers getting murdered over and over again. And the real joke like, no, no, no. I'm glad I didn't walk out there. That is a funnier gag and a funnier concept than anything I think that we've gotten in the whole run of the front up. That actually is funny, the idea that they keep getting picked up. These poor people who are there as his body doubles. But Gaggy did get killed again. You know, it's not the greatest story. They mean nothing. But no, absolutely not. It actually does have a little. It's the best one, though. It has a better sense of humor, this one especially, than anything that I've seen from Matthew Rosenberg himself in the front up or even the other backups. And. I, I don't know. I just don't get it. The idea that I think Matthew Rosenberg thinks that you're having so much fun in the regular issue that he can just not tell a story. I think that that's bullshit. I think that he needs to get off the pot and start giving, you know, I, it's this long running deal, but seven issues with just this and then this issue again, nothing really. Uh, just yeah, you didn't resolve anything in the first trade at all. No. Yeah. Now we're in the sec first issue of. I said, when you end up having shit baby jokers, the only thing that anybody ever talked about, about that first six issues, it is a problem because that was nothing. He even said, I mean, his defense was, it meant nothing. That's where I got and finally saw, oh shit, that's why you do those backups? It's supposed to be a Silver Age version of how there would be multiple jokers. Oh my God, it's such a laugh. It's not. And this whole series, I think, is down. I will tell you this, though. As much as I, I think that this backup is the best one, it's not perfect, and I don't think we need it, but I did enjoy the idea, even though I'm the king of England, and it's like, the end, dot, 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 for American readers, anyway. I got a giggle out of that, too. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm like, no. I, and I actually thought, thank God, I'm in America. Thank God, I'm USA, I was chanting, because I thought we were done. I'm like, I don't <laughs> have to read this book anymore, USA. Uh, but that's not this. But yeah, it's it's weird, too, because, again, 
in all sorts of deals, one of the things that keeps coming to mind is the amazing Spider-Man right now where we have just this awful story that you're never getting to an end. Now they're actually getting to it by issue 25 or 26. But I feel the same way as this is when we do get to an explanation, the more you meander like this, the better that that ending has to be. You can't no, go, you know what I mean? You can't go 15 well, issues. I, I like long form storytelling, but you have to give us you something have to give every issue. Yeah, and that, that's, he thinks these jokes about In-N-Out Burger and, oh my God, watch out LAX, he's on your ass. I don't need that. Now we're starting to get more. It's like the a Joker Mark stuck, Russell thing that made The Joker's get. stuck in a traffic jam for two issues. It's not progression for our story. It is padding. You got to watch out because by the end, if you just end up saying like at the end, like, hey, by the way, that other faux Joker, Lazarus, and he came back and you'd be like, what the fuck? That? But maybe it'll look, maybe it'll be look, good. If, if, if Lazarus is mentioned anywhere in the series, I'm flipping my goddamn desk that I'm using right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> As we're talking. And it'll be I'll like the over. it'll be the idea, and it'll be some funny version, though, Eric. It ended up getting flushed down the toilet with an alligator, like Killer Croc. Because I'm telling you, there are aspects to this I look forward to, and I enjoy in this issue, and I want to find out the mystery of Rob. But if it's just thrown away, baby in the bathwater bullshit at the end, I'm like, nope, you, you got me. I'm, I'm a goddamn fool, and I can't deal with that. Hot water burn, baby, Eric. Hot water what, baby. What I'm hearing from you here, <laughs> and I just I don't want to be an enabler, Eric. I want to. Reach out and help my buddy that I see him going down the dark path again. This book is now your world's finest. This is the nonsense that I heard every (laughs) damn month of the. No, no, no. The new 52 world's finest. You got to specify. It'll get better next. Yeah. The the whole deal with Power Girl and Huntress. The idea. uh, How was this issue, Eric? Oh, it was bullshit. They did nothing. But I think that it'll get better. It'll get better. there, I think there might have been 30 issues in that series. There was that one really good issue where well, 200 was with Damian Wayne. I was going to say, you need now. I think that was issue number eight or something like that. <laughs> Maybe seven. I need one of those issues to pop up to get on board. But, I mean, I'm telling you, the way that you used to not non-sell that book to me. There's no reason that book shouldn't have been amazing. Every month you bought that book and every Monday, because you would get your books on Saturday, you'd come in Monday yep. and I'd say <laughs> – how was it, Eric? And I, I would see your review anyway, but I'd say, especially when we're doing that, but, you know, hey, how was it? Oh, it sucked. It was so bad. It was worse than the last one. Oh, uh, you, and you would get, I'm telling you, there was the idea of, you know, anger, denial. You went through the stages of grief to then Each Saturday getting it again. And then saying to me on Monday, the next Monday, Eric, why are you getting this? Well, I had it on my pull list and Tony got it. I can't screw yeah. him. And then you'd yeah, be like, Wednesday, Wednesday, you'd be, I think I'm going to call Tony right now. From the, I'm going to tell him to get, ah, oh, I forgot up. Oh, I'm going to get it. It sucked. That's all I hear. And even the you Poison Ivy, you, you, you will grasp onto a concept or an idea and it will keep you going with these books where I just, I need something each issue, like you said. And when you have a poison ivy or this, it just happens that I, I'm not that intrigued where I think it's just clear focus of this book is bullshit. But if you are intrigued by it, that does give you that hope. That does give you that idea to keep going with it. Because again, the faux joke, this isn't, as I brought up Amazing Spider-Man by Seb Wells right now, this isn't Mary Jane having a, a husband and kids. I mean, this is just a book where, hey, I want to know what's so up. I'm so happy with, I stopped reading I, I, I want to know, like, it's not that upsetting. It's not like trying to, like, punch you in the face, but it's a Joker book. You're relying on that people like the Joker, so they're going to buy. And it was selling. It's starting to go down. But 
you still need to give something besides LAX and In-N-Out Burger jokes. You really do. Maybe he's going to go where the Joker, get this, the Joker, he can't leave. So they're road trip and each section of the country, he'll just get regional humor. Like he, he hits St. Louis and he's like, what's up with this crazy chili spaghetti thing? Right? What's that? I don't know a lot of regional stuff. It's a crazy deal there. Or like you end up somewhere where I don't know. Hey, I don't like this Kroger. You know, do you ever go to a Kroger? Yeah, supermarket. Like maybe they'll rail into Kroger, right? I just imagine we'll get the Chicago. We'll get the Chicago Chicago? waffles. We'll get a freaking like. I thought I told you to get a pie, not a freaking casserole. Exactly like that. Then we hit and like, oh man, what's this Wawa? And then all of a sudden he's eating a cheese stick with green peppers. Well, oh my is, god, you did it! He's from Gotham. He should know what a Wawa is. That is true. They, that'd be funny if you just saw a Wawa there, uh, <laughs> right there. I did see uh, the other day, just as a funny deal. Uh, Harry Styles from One Direction, Mally Solo, huge fan of Wawa. It's his favorite thing ever. He, well, he discovered is. Wawa, and then he said that every day he'd go to Wawa. But you know, he has to be rich if he goes there every day because those no, sandwiches are way like, overpriced i love to go now. every day i can't afford it some of that some of that stuff me and you used to really enjoy wawa a lot more but they tended when they started adding more menu Inflation's items things bitch. really started going up and when you end up where oh all of that large you know mac and cheese that's i don't know like 50 bucks right i think the last <laughs> time i went and you're like this used to be the small this uh the in and out burger i really did enjoy but even then it's like these fries taste like cardboard. I'm like, really? He's like, okay. The shake's good. Yeah, but how can you mess up a shake, really? No, again, what they should have done is the big thing shouldn't have been the shake. It should have been, well, at least their ice cream machine works. I don't even know if they have that, but it would have been a funny deal against the M- Mickey D's. <laughs> I love Mickey D's. See, there you go. I uh, I almost had Mickey D's the other day because the Phillies won, and I could get a free chicken sandwich. I'm always oh, going God. for the deal. A McCrispy, Jim. A McCrispy. Yeah, it is the McCrispy. So I, I almost the did times, go. Grandpa. Uh, next time they win. I, I Now I actually miss the big match. Well, they played Max. today, didn't they? Yeah, I'd have to see if it's in. I always check the app. I'm like, oop, it's free. It's for me. You actually have to buy like $2 worth of things, but I get a drink and something. Well, I actually before. Hey, Phillies won. No, the best was, okay, I'm in. The best was though when the Eagles won, you got a Big Mac, which I'm not a huge yeah. fan. But no, gross. to get the free Mac, you only needed to spend a dollar. So I would get a large uh, Diet Coke that was like a dollar fifty. I'm in, but now I'm not. I guess they expect the Phillies to win more. Actually, there's way more well, games. So more it makes games. sense. That's the problem. Yeah. And the thing is, because I want to cut back on my salt, which I shouldn't be eating the Big Mac anyway. I don't want to get no. fries, but that would be what I would get to cover that that money, Eric. So I. I haven't gone actually since, but I might get <laughs> the, the woes of Jim Warner. It is. I want to cut back. I'm actually no, I'm no salt, no sugar diet right now. To no uh, fun. But no, it isn't fun at all. It actually really sucks. But Tanya and me decided we have to do that. Tanya ends up where they said her blood sugar is getting up to a point where if she doesn't do something about it. Things will go wrong. Well, that's what will happen. And she's given the opportunity. Stop it now. Stop eating Lucky Charms for every meal. Right? And she goes. I don't, and she says to me, I don't really eat the Lucky Charms. I just eat the marshmallows. I'm like, say that again and listen to what you're saying. Like, that's worse. That's worse. So I'm forcing her into eating. But I, I'm there. And at night, all of a sudden, I hear a bag crunkle. I'm like, what the fuck? Where did you get these Lucky Never Charms? Never you mind. She's like a drunk. It's hidden all over the place, these fucking Lucky Charms. But uh, yes, Rafe got mad at her about eating Lucky Charms and wanted to stop her. So she had a, a 
a box of Lucky Charms. He poured bong water into it. And, uh, you know, that's bad in and of itself. You're probably thinking, what? But he ended up doing that. Tanya still was debating whether or not she might, like, oh, holy crap. But what would you give this book? Ultimately, I think the art is great throughout, especially in the backup as well. Like, that's one thing, like, you know, you don't like to think about the backups as to, like, a part of the book because it usually just sucks. It doesn't mean anything. Anyway, but the art is good in that in the main story. And there are a lot of good character moments and things that I look forward to in the next issue that we had here. It's just the majority of the issue is the Joker-centric stuff, and I hate all of that for the most part. And it's just not a lot of fun overall, unless maybe unless you just like digging into L.A. and you're from the area. I don't know what that like who, who says for, but I'm going to give it a five point five out of ten. Yeah, I'm a three point five. I, I didn't like it at all. And maybe by the time we get to more revelations, get towards more of a solving of the mystery, I'll jump on board. But right now I'm just bored, Eric. And but now they're going to now they're going to Rorschach, Jason Todd and Blackgate because he's not locked up there with them. They're locked up in there with him. Yeah, and I just, I, I, maybe we'll get, like, it'd be nice to get an issue with him and find out something, but that's even beyond what the real focus of the story is. Him and Blackgate, that doesn't really push the faux Joker story. And you know what I mean? So hopefully something works out. I still don't know why he's even in jail right now. He ended up well, shooting. He was out and about brandishing a gun in front of the police. Do that, but he ended I'm up. I'm pretty sure he's a wanted man. I think they're like. He murdered somebody, but there He's was only outlaw. clay and whatever. And and it's, it is a dick move. I mean, usually Batman has things in there where things like when Selena and stuff ended up having problems, he'll end up making it not. Be, and I'm not talking Selena now. I'm talking about remember when she was wanted for the murder of like 300 people and then, 212, you know, yeah. So, uh, but by the end of it, maybe once we get back to some things and, and maybe see some of the, you know, story at least uh, i'll get on board but right now i'm kind of like well, i said the story I'm kinda you bored. at least uh, care a little bit about yeah, i just want some progression i want to get done an issue and say okay that was worth coming and reading and reviewing it and if people are buying it it's worth buying but right now i don't see that but i do it, it's a weird thing because i like frank avilla's art but because they were in bullshit backups and because it was so i didn't like it as much because i do like the art in this i think that yeah. having an art that's Somewhat more similar to the regular book, it, it works out okay and and does a good job. So at the end, I'm still not liking it. But what is your book of the week? Here? My book of the week is Adventures of Superman, John Kent number two. That is mine as well. Actually, I didn't even when we went to start, I didn't really even know what would be my book of the week. But that definitely was the one. Even with its problems, I thought that it was pretty decent enough. You got some moments. You got some moments with, and hopefully, Tom Taylor will. Give us. I I don't know what's. That's the thing too. Bring right? Ultraman back. The to idea, life. the funny play of it, it is where I was worried because of the story. Well, now that kind of gets pushed aside, so it's actually exciting to see what the fuck this book's going to be about. So what's I mean, next? Yeah, I mean, holy moly! So what, new, what we do? so different. What didn't they do, Eric? It would be funny. Like all of a sudden, Lazarus brings back, and I mean, Res. Did you stop saying Lazarus? <laughs> But the <laughs> Earth 3 Lazarus, it's just Lazarus, Eric. That's all it is. So. But we're on we'll Earth see. Injustice, whatever the number is. I don't remember off the top of my head. Actually, the whole thing is like, I don't remember the Injustice, but does it even matter now that the multiverse has been recreated and things have been renumbered? I don't know anymore. Yeah, it's 69, dude. But here's what oh, we shit. have next week. We have not that many books. And so we're, me and Eric are still, we have an idea. We have a plan of what we might do Hooray. next week. So you'll find out then, people. That really we do it that's what we usually say when we have no fucking clue but we do have some ideas and we're shooting them around but because there's not many books that we deal with coming out next week it's one of the least amount of books we've actually ever had in a week i think but two of these books are two of them will be on the patreon spotlight so if you want to definitely get 
two of the books, you can end up going to patreon.com slash weird science and you will get that episode. But here's what we have to pick from. Batman Incorporated number seven. That right. book, Eric, is selling horribly from the last yep. sales. And I'm worried because it's one of those books that I'm afraid. I said it before. I'm afraid that it's going to end up getting canceled before it actually starts getting going because yeah, we end up, you know, and so it is a problem. But I always do kind of like it each each week i do enjoy it enough but it, it does have to pick it up a bit we also have... cloud hunter being a jerk last issue and acting like weird in my mind i thought it was one of the better issues yeah it was at once we got past the idea of oh my god everybody that you know trained ghost maker they're dying that really didn't feel like a batman incorporated story all right batman incorporated we got to go to gotham and take care of some shit for batman and remember i even like the idea of how uh El Gaucho was kind of, you know, going around and, and kind of yeah. turned a new leaf. I actually did like that. You got more of the characters. but And some more background on Red Raven. Or Raven Red, I mean. Yeah, Raven Red. We have Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods 3. Seems like very right. quick, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. I, some people have said that not much happens. That's Shazam. my biggest thing that I, I worry, especially coming out of issue number two. But We'll see how that is. We have a book we're going to throw in there because we didn't know that there was this amount, but Multiversity hardly screws up the DCU number two. Yeah, we did number one. Uh, so. Yeah, we did number one, but I think by the end, because people were saying, oh, you and Eric said you might not do it again, uh, but you don't have anything, so we're going to throw that. And, I don't recall. And possibly <laughs> Superman lost number two. I didn't. You read. you. I saw you were telling people that you actually liked yeah. the first issue. I didn't. I thought no, it was no, no. boring. I like the concept of the story, but it got bogged down by overly techno babble political talk that Priest does to get us to the story that everybody cares it about. The entire true. setup went way too long. It was overwritten to get to what anybody actually cared about in that story. And once we got to the concept, I'm like, yes, we're here. Let's do it's it. That the problem is I just I don't want to spoil it, but I've read the second issue and not a lot happens. So I'm worried it's going to be another one of these meandering things. But we might talk about that as well. But that's it. I mean, and that's the idea of, eh, we could throw that on there, even though we didn't do the number one. There's four books. Two of those will be on the Patreon spotlight, and we may end up adding some extra things by the end of the podcast next week to give you a taste of what we do on the num, Patreon num, 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 num. deal. Maybe an older spotlight. I might go and grab a couple, you know, books, select things that we have done in the past that might give you an idea of what we do with the spotlights and things, maybe get people intrigued to go over and you know, help us out and join the Patreon and have some fun with that. So we'll be doing that, but we'll see. You'll see, Eric. Okay. You'll see. That's I, a no. It's like your parents telling you maybe. Now that's me, Gold Beetle. Like, hey, uh, how the hell did that happen? You'll see. I'm like, no, I won't. Uh, but that's that. That is it. And again, just to, to push the idea over on the Patreon right now, if you want more from this week, we did talk about The Flash 796 and Batman the Joker Deadly Duo number six. That's over there on the Patreon right now. It's about an hour and a half or so, I think it was. So, yeah, there's a meaty podcast you can get along with all the other stuff. But that's it. We are done. Eric, what do we say at the end of the show? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. The wolf man. Piece of shit.